Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Monday, January 16th. We are here live. It is a free-for-all. Anything goes today. We have no guests. We have no real theme. It is totally up to you. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, anything at all you want to talk about, phone lines are open. Jump in and join us right now. The number to dial, 855-950-3835. We can talk about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road. Getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and join us. Jump in early. I don't really have a lot today, so uh, I'll wait on your calls. 855-950-3835. One of the things I've been looking at, we're finally starting to see some numbers in the industry. We're actually starting to see a lot of things more clearly, things that we've been um, a little confused about for the last several years, things in the economy. Um, Much of what we were saying, even as much as five, almost six years ago now, are finally starting to come true. So we, we had the predictions, right? We just had the timing wrong. And when I say we, Um, There were a lot of people that were predicting uh, the same things we've been saying for about five or six years now with the economy. Um, One of the things we're starting to see with that is that more and more economists are agreeing that this is going to be worse than what a lot of us thought. I've been seeing a lot of articles in the last month with that tone that yes, we're heading for a recession, but the markers all look like it's going to be worse than what they keep telling us. When I say they, in this case, I mean the government. The government still, this week, Joe Biden still goes out and brags about what a great economy we have right now. And we really don't. One of the things we're seeing that's a little different this time is how long this is taking to play out. If we look back historically, you know, if we look back at 08, 09, that happened pretty quick. We had a big stock market crash. We we had a couple bounces along the top, and then it happened pretty quick, and mostly real estate in 08 and 09 took a big hit. If we go back prior to that, it was mostly the stock market that took the hit in the recession before that. The problem this time is it looks like everything's going to take a hit, you know, the But it's also more confusing because it's taking longer to happen. It's like the economy's been fighting back, trying to stay at the top. The stock market drops, then it climbs, drops, then it climbs. It's been going on for a while now. But overall, we're, you know, 2022 is not a good year for the market, not comparatively. So it's taking longer to kind of shape up, but I I think we're getting close 
and it it just doesn't look good. I don't like to be overly negative about things, but I do like to be prepared for things. We've been saying for a while, get get prepared for this one. Um, it looks like it could be pretty rough. Um, looking at FTR's forecasting for 2023, um, trucking has been cooling down quite a bit. Rates are down. Volumes are down. We're seeing a lot of companies struggle. We're seeing owner-operators get rid of their trucks. That doesn't look like it's really going to slow down. In fact, it looks like we're going to see probably the worst of this happening in the third quarter of this year. So it looks like we're going to continue this kind of slow decline, and we may see the bottom sometime before the end of this year. Then we have to wonder, when do you start climbing back out of that bottom? You know, really in 08, if you look at the real estate market, um, the market had not even started to climb back even by as late as 2015. And the the crash happened in 08, 09. So five, six years later, even, we weren't seeing prices that had recovered. We bought this property in 2012 uh, four years after it happened, and we kind of caught the bottom. I doubt that we would have ever gotten this property any cheaper than we did. It's very possible that the downturn could last as long as a decade. That's one of the uh, predictions I'm seeing. That isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's really not. The good news about our economy in, in the United States is even in the bad times, it's not all that bad. There are always ways to make money. You just got to be prepared. So that's why we pay attention and we try to keep you up to date on that kind of stuff. You know, the, um, the calls are coming in. I really didn't have a lot. I have a couple articles here. I was going to mention nothing all that important. So maybe I'll come back to it later. But right now the phone lines are filling up. If you want to join us, jump in. 855-950-3835. We're going to get started in Detroit today. Robert, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. Good morning. What's on uh, your mind today? You had a caller. You had a caller a week or so ago that called in his brakes would lock up on his semi, and he could push on the foot pedal and it would have pressure on it. Yeah. Mine don't do exactly that. I don't never, ever get pressure on the pedal. Okay. But the trailer operates on a lot of different air systems. I, yeah. you know, I opens valves and this and that and picks wheels up. Um, what I do when mine gets wonky is I just bleed the whole system right down to dead nuts, nothing. Just pump the pedal or pull on those air chains to, to drain the water out until those tanks are completely and utterly empty. And your pedal will fall then. And then I would connect this trailer and build it back up to see where that leads. You know what I mean? You know, that's taking a, her from ground zero. That's a good idea. We, we didn't really talk about that. He says <laughs> if it sits long enough, it will kind of reset itself. But that that's a good idea. Some of those valves may be failing because they've got pressure against them and they won't reset. So maybe... Maybe we could think of this kind of like rebooting a computer. Let's just get all the air out of there, get all the valves back to neutral, and try again. That's a good idea. 
put mine goes in because of the trailer. I got, like I said, I got wheels that come up and down and air and yeah. open valves and, you know. Yes. And, uh, and that's what works for me. Yeah, something was definitely weird about it. So uh, I think that's a good idea. Not a not a bad way to approach this at all. The fact that he's got pressure on the pedal, that the pedal gets hard as this starts to happen, that's, that's a clue. I was going through some air brake diagrams. The, the problem is, just not sure if I've got the same, you know, when you look at diagrams, there are some proprietary parts in some systems. I, I was really struggling with that call. It wasn't making sense to me at all. Let's uh, let's go to Oklahoma. Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How's things going this morning? Sounds like you've got a good start on things. Uh, actually, it, it was uh, it wasn't one of my better Mondays. Um, I actually had a couple struggles this morning, but I, I think we'll be all right. Uh, yesterday was, you know, I woke yeah. up. I was I wasn't feeling bad. I wasn't feeling bad at all. I just felt like I didn't want to do anything. Like, I didn't even want to move, and I, I'm not sure why. Like I said, I didn't feel bad. I actually felt pretty comfortable and content. I just didn't feel like doing anything yesterday, so I didn't. I laid around, and I did some reading, and I napped several times throughout the day, which I must have needed. But I think I slept so much throughout the day yesterday that I hardly slept at all last night. So I didn't get up early. I didn't do any reading this morning. Then my audio board started giving me fits, so I had to change the way I'm doing the show on a headset today because my other setup wasn't. It's it's a it's a Monday. Is about all I could say. Yeah, I hear you. What I called about was your hot honey. Okay. I finally got some done last week. I thought I stuffed some jars. I did some small jars, just small amounts to see yeah. whether I was really going to like it or not. I kind of figured I would the way you talk. But um, I split the, I, I cut those peppers in, uh, just jalapenos in thin strips and thought I had to can the jar stuff full. But, you know, when I got home last, you know, the other day, uh, it seemed like they shrunk quite a little bit. Yeah, they and do. The bottom of the honey, the bottom wasn't quite as thin as the top part. So I just stirred that up, and the taste of that's awesome. So I did some more last night, and I I stuffed as, as full as I could. I put a slice of them this time. I'll try it that way. Yeah. And, uh, see what it does here this week. Yeah, so there's a, a, a couple oh, yeah. things with this. You can never, ever stuff the jar full enough that you won't get that, you know, separation where it looks like after a couple of days it wasn't full of peppers anymore because all the water gets pulled out of the peppers into the honey and then the peppers take up a lot less space. So that's exactly what will happen. I did get to the point I kept pushing it and trying different things. And I got to the point where I got too many peppers in there. My hot honey came out way too thin. I mean, it's like water thin. And there's too much of, I was using some, uh, it was all green jalapenos. There's too much of the green jalapeno taste for me. That that was one of my 
batches, that was kind of a failure in my part. So, but what I did that time was yeah. I chopped the peppers small. You know, before I was slicing them pretty um, thick slices yeah. just to get it done quick. That what would happen if I just really chopped these peppers up? And I actually got it to the point where you could pull too much water out of the peppers. So, two a couple things happen. The more peppers you use, the more heat you get. If, if they're hot peppers, you're going to get more heat, yeah. and the honey gets thinner and thinner because you pull more water out. So there there is a sweet spot in there. Yeah, well, and also, you know, the more stuffed peppers you stuff in there, the harder it is to get that honey to fill in the cracks. Oh, yeah, that takes stuff, some time. You know, to start with, because it's so thick and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I was sticking knife down in there and working it. But, but the, I, you know, I didn't get any drink this morning because I left in a hurry. But I'm going to drink some again tonight, and that's just, that's just awesome. And, and remind me of the benefits of the honey. I know there's benefits and I, you know, I keep forgetting all that crap. You know, there's... When we're talking about it. When it, you guys talk about it. Yeah, the, the biggest benefit we tend to talk about with honey is the fact that it's almost like a... Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to use the word inoculation instead of vaccination just because of what that word's become. It, it's almost like getting a, a little inoculation every time you eat some of the honey against allergens so whether you have allergies or not um, there's still a benefit there but but what's happening is the the bees feed on pollen pollen has a lot of allergens and irritants that bother us that's what kind of causes allergies especially in the spring yeah. and fall and you're getting little amounts of it that's why we also recommend trying to use local honey so you're getting the local pollen and allergens that, you know, this helps kind of build your immunity against those things. Yeah. That's one of the benefits. And another yeah. benefit is there's, there's trace minerals and all kinds of stuff in honey. There's, there's stuff in honey we yeah. don't even understand yet. You know, how is it that honey can be so loaded with sugar, which is what bacteria typically feed on, except honey never goes bad, ever. You could have it around for a thousand yeah. years. It just it just doesn't go bad. So yeah. there, there are some things about honey we don't even understand. Yeah, well, I, and as I travel, you know, on the road a lot, so I'm not in my locale all the time, so I'm in different allergies yeah. and stuff that I deal with, so... And, but yeah, I see. Um, I, I'm gonna see how this works out, and it's just keeping my supply stocked up, so I've got it in the truck. So there you go. Yeah, that that's awesome. I just wanted to thank you about it and ask those questions. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Yeah, it it really for me. I mean, I I don't do this for any kind of health benefits. We we have the fermentation process which is going on. Um, honey just seems to be. I, I just get the feeling we're going to learn more and more things about honey that we don't understand right now. But we also do have to remember that it's mostly pure sugar. Uh, we don't want to overdo it. That's why creating the hot honey really makes this work. The, the, when you're done with this, the honey is nowhere near as sweet. One, we're diluting it with all the water from the peppers. We're neutralizing some of the sweetness with the heat from the peppers. 
and the fermentation process itself actually consumes the sugar from the honey. So the product you end up with is not nearly as sweet. One of the things I'm looking forward to, um, we are considering releasing a commercial product, a commercial hot honey. I have a couple ideas. Um, part of that process is going to be having it, you know, nutritionally tested. I want to see what is left over for carbohydrates. I have a feeling it's um, it, it's cut down quite a bit, though. I mean, you just you can tell the sweetness just is not there. It I, I use the hot honey mostly on savory foods. The one thing I have put it on that was sweet that was really good is ice cream. Um, drizzle a little on ice cream is pretty darn good. Uh, so we'll keep you informed on that. I. Um, we're working on some different ideas between the hot honey itself and then adding hot honey to other sauces seems to be working out really well. You can take any hot sauce that you like, add a little bit of hot honey to it, and you get a whole unique new flavor. Uh, the other thing that I mixed it with the other day was uh, my homemade barbecue sauce, which is a spicy barbecue sauce already. No sugar whatsoever in my base barbecue sauce. Well, there, there's molasses. I shouldn't say there isn't sugar. There is molasses. Um, you can't make good barbecue sauce without molasses. So, But it's, it's not at all sweet. Um, shockingly enough, if you look at all the... Uh, commercial barbecue sauces in the grocery store. Even when you see a big name like um, Famous Dave's or, you know, true, you know, barbecue guys, the first ingredient on almost every barbecue sauce in the grocery store is high fructose corn syrup. That's just disgusting to me. Oh, I really don't like sweet barbecue sauces i like spicy but the adding the hot honey to the barbecue sauce recipe i already have boy it's really good it's a really unique flavor too all right i'm making myself hungry let's get back to the phone calls let's go to texas bj welcome to the program hello anybody there with me BJ. Hello. One second. All right. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm trying to turn my headset on. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you got your head out the window at about okay. 60 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to start charging it. It Set. was going dead. Br bring your head back <laughs> in the truck. Stop catching today, bugs. Kevin? I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. What's on your mind? Yeah, I had a question. Uh, I got kidney stones again. I had uh -oh. one in like 1990. Okay. And then last year, I had some. Went in, they laser treated, whatever, and off I go. Well, a year later, I've got kidney stones, a lot of them. Okay. And uh, I'm just beside myself trying to figure out what it is I'm eating or drinking or not eating or drinking or what can I do to prevent them from uh, happening again? Okay. So tell me about your diet. Um, I try to be mostly carnivore. 
Uh, I've been eating pretty dang good, I think. Um, I eat eggs in the morning, uh, lots of meat. Um, I eat some um, sliced meat with cheese, uh, sausage, beef, stuff like that for the most part. So when did you start that? How long have you been eating that way? Over a year. Okay. So you told me about all the carnivore foods. Are you eating plant foods at all? I was eating very little uh, until I went back in and got, you know, my kidney stones again. And I kind of started doing my own research carefully. And um, I started to eat some raw vegetables. For, I hadn't been eating really any vegetables. Yeah, so, but why? I mean, what about the research thought that eating raw vegetables would help this? That's what I mean. I'm carefully oh, trying it. to look into it, and that's got why it. I'm calling okay. you. I, so, I'm just it, digging for something. Yeah. We, we, could almost, we could almost guarantee that if you ate carnivore, this would never happen. But mm. we... Even if we've been eating carnivore for a while, one of the things, did you hear the last uh, interview I had with uh, Sally K. Norton on oxalates? It was just a month or so ago. Did you hear no, that show? No, I did not. That's really what no. this is. This is an oxalate issue. Oxalates are in plants. There are no oxalates in animal foods. And that kidney stone is calcium oxalate. That's what makes the stones. And there are several reasons for it. The first primary reason is too many oxalates in our diet. Oxalates, again, are plants' chemical defenses. Plants can't run away. They can't fight back. Their only defenses are chemical defenses. And that's why we have to be careful with plant foods. Now, we've been brainwashed our whole life that fruits and vegetables are so healthy. We always talk about them together, which we shouldn't. We should separate them. They're very different when it comes to health. Um, both of them can be bad for us in, in certain amounts. Small amounts of them shouldn't hurt us. But the problem is we've been so overloaded with these foods for our life, and a lot of grains are high in oxalates. So when we ate that grain-heavy diet, we've been getting oxalates all our life. One of the things that um, Sally's research really pointed out was not only will you have these problems when you have a lot of oxalates in your diet currently, you will suffer these problems sometimes for years afterwards. We have that much of an oxalate load in our body that when we stop taking in as many oxalates might be when we start to see the problems. Our body starts getting rid of the oxalates that are stored in tissues and they start moving around the body. It's almost like a, the, the same thing we talk about with detoxing. When we talk about detoxing, we say you always have to be careful with this. Don't just do these random, you know, aggressive detox protocols because we see them cause a lot of discomfort. You start, you know, moving toxins around your body. The body tends to store toxins in fat. And once it's in that fat, it really 
it's not affecting our health much. I mean, we'd rather not have it there, but we don't feel anything from the toxins that are stored in the fat. The problem comes in when we start to detox and we start moving them around the body. Then we can get some pretty uncomfortable uh, symptoms. Oxalates are the same way, it turns out. We're just now starting to realize this, that we can have more problems with oxalates when we lower our oxalate intake in the beginning. It, it's almost like a detox effect. So being carnivore is our best defense against this, eating fewer and fewer um, animal products that have oxalates, but we may have to just work through this as kind of a detox. Now, there, there are protocols for, you know, dissolving the stones so they aren't as much of a problem. Um, you can add things like apple cider vinegar, uh, citrus, apple or uh, lemon and lime juices. Um, those things can actually start to dissolve the stones. We have a supplement that can help with it and a protocol uh, but that's what it sounds like to me. It, it sounds like you're actually seeing the problems from oxalates now that you're carnivore and you're kind of detoxing from those oxalates. Okay. Um, uh, another thing that I was eating, I get little, uh, those little small cans of like beans. And every once in a while, like every two, three days, I'd have a little can of those. And uh, beans I, are very high in oxalates. What kind of yes. beans? Um, uh, they were, they call them, uh, like, uh, baked bean or, now that would, um, that would tend to be a, the bean in that would tend to be a Navy bean. That's what typically what you see in like a yeah. baked bean kind of recipe. But yeah, that, that's another source of oxalates. Right, and, and I, I did beans read are, or see that. Beans like, are really high in lectins as well, and I believe beans even have phytates. So that there are several classes of these chemical defenses. Oxalates are one class, phytates, lectins. All of these things are, are chemical components of plants that are designed to stop things from eating that plant. And then when we eat that plant, we consume those and they'll build up. And we, different people seem to be sensitive to different, um, I seem to be more sensitive to oxalates than I am to either lectins or phytates. Those two don't seem to cause issues for me. Oxalates really do. Hmm. Yeah, so I went in for this and um, he, uh, I have them in both kidneys, got x-rays, um, and then I went, you know, home, and then two weeks I had, you know, come back for a check checkup appointment, and they took x-rays again, and uh, the doctor comes out kind of laughing. He says, what have you been doing, standing on your head? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, your kidney stones, they were, you know, they were, uh, you know, down towards the... Um, whatever tube that goes between. Yeah. And um, he said, and now it's, they're back up in your kidney. I said, how in the heck is that even possible? And he said, I've never seen it in my whole career. This is an old doctor. I was going to so say, that's kind of bizarre. X-ray. Yeah. And sure enough, he showed me the x-ray and it's back up into my kidney. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's kind of bizarre. So t are, are you taking any supplements? 
I would not on any medications and I don't at, take at, any supplements. At the very minimum, I'm not big on taking a lot of supplements and I'm not big on taking random supplements, but one of the things it tells us when, when these stones form, one, that there are too many oxalates present. If there wasn't this much oxalate in there, there would be nothing to build the stone out of. But it it right. still shouldn't happen. It's usually a mineral deficiency that also leads to this. And and the advice they've given forever is the worst. They say, well, you need more calcium and uh, more leafy green. That's actually what's causing this problem. Um, in your case here, uh, I would say I, I would uh, start to supplement with, at the very least, a vitamin D supplement and a mineral supplement. So something like vitamin D, D. As in dog? D, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Delta. Yeah, I do, the, I do the D, the drops. Oh, well, I just asked you what From supplements you're taking. You told yeah, me I, none. I I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking pills. I don't know why. But oh, okay. Yeah, um, okay. I do the keto coffee, so I do okay. do the vitamin D. And, and how about the light balance? I do the light balance. Yeah, that that's um, so. I, I would say this is probably oxalate overload, and you're just going to have to work through it. Okay. Um, yeah, stop the beans because I did. Yes. So that's that's the one thing you want to watch. So, you know, the more carnivore you are, the better this is going to resolve itself. But very, very few people are ever going to be 100% carnivore. What you want to watch for is anything you eat other than an animal product you want to look because oxalates hide in weird places. One of the places that oxalates are that, makes me a little crazy because I like it so much is dark chocolate. Dark chocolate's loaded with oxalates. Oh, glad you mentioned that. Um, I, I have dark chocolate and I have a little square yep, every I, night. I, and since this episode, I stopped it. Yeah. I haven't eaten anymore. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. There are lots and lots of good reasons to eat dark chocolate, but we do have to watch it. Um, now, here's the other thing. Um, Sally Norton told us this is the time you don't want to go zero oxalate. It will actually make things worse. So we do want some oxalate left in the diet. So if you are eating very carnivore, you might want to add something that has oxalates. Like maybe you do want to keep up the one square of chocolate a night. I probably wouldn't give that one up. That's not very much. Uh, I think I would go back to eating that one. You just want to watch that that we're we're really cutting down the oxalate load, but we don't want to take it to zero. Okay, and then so no um, raw vegetables, that kind of stuff. That's a plant product. You know, honestly, I, I am uh, I am less and less in favor of any raw plant matter uh, completely anymore. Not to say I wouldn't eat it. I would keep it to a minimum. Fermented plant matter is a much better way to go. If you if you want to add vegetables into your diet, ferment them. Okay. Or buy fermented. They're so um, easy to get now. I mean, virtually every grocery store I've been in 
lately I can find some fermented food, a Bubby's pickles, some sauerkraut, something. Um, some stores have all kinds I've got of the sauerkraut. Um, I cannot find fermented pickles. I go into Walmarts all the time and I don't know if I'm looking in the I, right section, but I, I look for those. Well, they'll be in a refrigerated section. All fermented foods are required right. to be refrigerated. We don't have to refrigerate them. We know that, but the law says they have to be refrigerated. Uh, I thought I could be wrong. It's been a long time. So I've been in a Walmart, but I thought they used to carry bubbies. That's that's the biggest brand, um, the biggest national brand of fermented foods I'm aware of. Bubby's started really with pickles. They do some sauerkraut and a couple other things. But that's usually one of the brands you're going to find. Okay. Typically, All if right, I remember and, uh, right, in Walmart, I think the fermented foods are in the refrigerated section of the produce department. Yeah, I've gone into that section because they have some other stuff, uh, kombucha and stuff like that uh, in that, kimchi. In that section right there. Kimchi in the grocery store is almost always fermented. Okay, I'll look for that. Uh, another thing that I do that may or may not be contributed to it, but I know that you said that their crap is the... Uh, what do you call it? The uh, sleep aid. It helped me sleep. What uh, What kind that of sleep aid? Any, it's uh, it's a Walmart brand. I don't really know. I'd have to know what's in it. I, I mean, you, right now. Yeah, yeah. You, you could call anything a sleep aid. It it could have you know thirty five different supplements in it. I have it it. Could potentially, I mean, there are always, you know, crossovers and I, I, nothing that I'm aware of that would be used for sleep. Typically, none of those things should make this problem any worse. Yeah, I don't know. I For one year and to have that many stones, I'm like, what in the world's going on? Yeah, the other thing to be very uh, aware of is staying fully hydrated. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I drink water, but since this happened, I've been really drinking a lot, and I've been adding um, apple cider vinegar and Perfect. lemon juice to it. Perfect. All those things will help. Uh, I, I, have. I, I think you, you have done all of the right things on your own. I would just keep doing what you're doing. I, I think you have done enough research on this, and you, you've started to implement these things, and I think you're on the right track. All right. I think it's just going to take some time. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Thanks so much for your help. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. We've got some lines open. If you want to jump in, we had a flurry of calls there. 855 855- Nine five zero three eight three five. Jump in and join us. Anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, call me up. We'll talk about it. We're going to head off to Minnesota. Andrea, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. <clears throat> I am calling because um, I'm about twenty-eight weeks pregnant. Um, and Congratulations. They- Thank you. Um, they had done, you know, that's about the time they do the, um, the test for gestational diabetes. Okay. Um, 
And so, um, I, I guess I should say I failed, I failed the first one. Um, where I think cause I, you had, had another caller, I think it was a week ago or so. Um, they listened to that show that he, his wife had also, um, kind of gone the same thing. I did end up taking then doing kind of the full test the next day. Okay. Um, it was kind of interesting. So, okay. So for the first day, um, when I went in, they wanted me to go in fasting. Um, so I hadn't eaten anything and gave me the, the it must've been a lower dose cause it did not taste nearly as sweet as the next day. Um, and my number, it was 150, whatever it is. Okay. Um, so it was 10 over. They want you between 140. 70 and 140. Right. So, yeah. So I was, I was 10 over. So not a crazy lot, but enough that they're like, Hey, we want you to come in and do the full test. Great. So the next day I went in, um, also again, fasting, um, the reading. So then, you know, they do, then they take your blood sugar before and fasting. I was 88. So beautiful number. Yes. Totally. You know, perfect. Um, then they gave me that crazy sugary. Oh my gosh. It was awful. <laughs> <Yes>. Um, <laughs> it grows. So then an hour after that, I was at 210. Okay. And they want you between 120 and 80. Right. So I was definitely 30, 30 points or whatever it is over. Two hours after, I was at 192. Okay. And they want me the highest at 155. So again, high, those two. The third hour after, though, I was at 104. And 140 is what they right. want me. They want me under 140. So then that was also beautiful. Yes. Like, or good. Quite, you know, quite well under what they were looking for. So, but because I, whatever, they failed the first two or didn't get under the numbers that they wanted for the first two, they're saying then I have gestational diabetes and then, you know, we go into this whole, um, whatever else, you know, going in, they want to, yeah. you know, monitor and. Yeah. Yeah. Insulin so, possibly with jazz. So in all of this, yep. is anybody recommended? were prescribed a continuous glucose monitor? No. That See, that's insane to really me. been brought up. That, that, that's crazy to me. We're worried about blood sugar, and we should be. I, I'm not saying this isn't a concern and we should be watching it, but we have this tool right. to watch it all day long, and it's so simple. It's pretty much non-invasive it, there's no downsides to wearing a continuous glucose monitor i can't believe they're just not doing that you know they'll put you through all these crazy tests just stick a damn monitor on you in 24 hours we'll know how well your body's responding to this and then and, and your body's going right. to change that's the other thing that's going on right now there there are a couple problems right. with with the way they do this now one of the problems that these guidelines were determined when we had healthy people, when we had metabolically healthy people. So now we're doing these crazy tests, expecting these certain numbers. Well, maybe that's all those tests are telling somebody is, is there a little bit insulin resistant already? I mean, we know most of the people in the country are somewhat insulin resistant. So that's why you're not getting perfect numbers. But the answer here really right. is let's eat really, really low carb and this won't be an issue. You know, there was a time when we were a little nervous about recommending keto or carnivore or really low carb once somebody was in pregnancy. 
I don't worry about that anymore. Yep. That, that's been debunked. That This is not dangerous in any sense. We have to believe that women as hunter-gatherers probably many times during pregnancy might have gone days without food, right? I mean, that would just be the natural way of right. things. We didn't always have food. You just couldn't walk to the refrigerator or the fast food restaurant. <laughs> Um, and we also yeah. know that hunter gatherers ate a very low carb diet anyway, because there just aren't that many carbs in nature. So we were all cautious about yeah. this in the beginning. I remember telling women, look, you know, if you're going to try keto during pregnancy, start it six months before you get pregnant and don't switch. Almost every practitioner's dropped that. If we took somebody who was eating the standard American diet when they got pregnant, there's no reason not to put them on a low-carb diet during pregnancy. It improves results every time. So actually, so about for the last two, yeah, I think it's going on two years now. I have been, I won't say totally clean, um, but definitely much more lean on the carnivore. Um, very little wheat. Um, sugar is down to mostly it's just dark chocolate on occasion, even as I've eat less and less of it. Okay. Um, I do have, still have fruit on occasion, but it's, you know, maybe a handful of blueberries or raspberries, whatever, like once or twice a week. It's not like it's every day, even kind of a thing. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I, that's I more would, kind of the, I would just totally keep carnivore, but close, yeah, I would stick with that. I think you're doing the right things having some berries now and then. And, you know, the other foods you're eating are just fine. This is way better than the standard American diet. I would get a continuous glucose yep. monitor. Um, other than that, I think I would just okay. keep doing what you're doing. Let's think about something. I'm not saying we shouldn't be cautious with this and we shouldn't do the testing. We should. But let's think about the results that they're getting all crazy about. You ended up 10 or 20 points too high on one test, maybe 10 points too high on another, 30 points low on, on another test. Why, if doctors are so concerned about this, why don't they do this kind of testing with all of their patients so we can catch the diabetes a whole lot earlier? It, they got patients running right. around with their blood sugar in the four and five hundreds. And, and we act like, oh, well, yep. just take a new drug and we'll, we'll manage it. We'll keep it under control. Under control my ass. They're going from 500 to 50. <laughs> it's totally out of control. And right. you guys act like it's no big deal. But now all of a sudden, we have a, a couple high numbers in somebody who's pregnant, and you, you want to run around doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Why? Like, yeah. Where's the danger here? Yeah. We're not talking about runaway numbers. You don't have crazy high blood yeah. sugar numbers in any of these tests. So here's the other thing to yeah. think about. If, if it took this giant load of glucose to get you 10 points over a number they don't think you should be over, well, so what? You never consume that much glucose. Right. So why is this a problem? Well, they had to force you yeah. into bad numbers. Well, okay, I never eat like that, so why is this a problem? Yeah, and so that's what I'm kind of hoping that, you know, going in, like, it will just, you know, be... It's like life will show that the test is kind of screwy, basically. Um, it, 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 you know, I, I don't so even, with your numbers, I don't even know, think we need to prove that the test is kind of screwy. 
we, we loaded your body <laughs> up with glucose and it went slightly over some limits. So what? Yep. Do, well, the interesting was, so on Thursday night, so Friday night was when they did that whole full like three hour test. So Thursday night kind of had a whatever. And we ended up, it was just a crazy day. So we ended up actually eating supper quite late and finished probably about 10 p.m. Okay. Um, had potatoes that night. Probably kind of like, if you will, the quote unquote worst thing that I ate yeah. so that would could contribute to that. So that finished like that supper, 10 p.m. potatoes. Then the next morning, Friday morning, I go in fasting, 9 a.m. So, you know, about what, 10 hours later, and my number was beautiful. So my oh. body can obviously see. I was thinking that, it, that's the worst thing like I, overnight I was, sleeping. I was just going to say. In, in my head, when you're telling me you ate dinner at 10 o'clock, it had some carbohydrates in it, I was expecting a horrible number the next morning. I, I've watched it myself. No, it's I, it, it, yeah. I, this is where they are so stuck in their rigid guidelines that they just don't use any common sense. This is where I, I keep saying, why don't we just get rid of the damn doctors and nurses? Just put a kiosk there. Let me just walk up and type in my <laughs> symptoms and let the kiosk spit out a drug. Because that's all the doctors and nurses are doing these days. They're, and, and I'm not blaming them. That's the system. They have these guidelines. You have to do this. You have to, they, they don't, they're not allowed to think anymore. Yeah. Do you have any idea or any thoughts on... Let me, let me like, ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. While, um, while you're going through all this and they're doing all these tests and they're doing all these numbers, did anybody ask you about your diet? No, I actually brought it up. Um, and she said, well, yeah, the diet is one way that they use, you know, or use to kind of control it. And they wanted me you know, to meet with a dietitian. Um whatever I said, well, it's like, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't, and she said, well, I forget what exactly, you know, she had said, but it's kind of like, well, yeah, but still because it's, you know, pregnancy, it's a different, kind of a different category. I guess it's for me, like, we're not saying you have type two diabetes or anything. Like it's, it's just based on diabetes, so it's different, but still kind of like diet is how we manage it. Not like that just because we've dumped all this sugar into your body that your my body's not used to that that somehow makes it okay or normal. Like it's not weird that my body's reacting to it because I haven't had that much sugar probably in the last total of, if you had all the last six months, I probably not had that much sugar that I've had now in 24 hours. Exactly. So the fact that we're worried about this issue of high blood sugar, when somebody is eating very, very low carb, they don't even bother to ask whether you were eating that way or not. Yep. Um, you know, when, if, if, one of the things we see Diet. people eat really low carb. I'm I'm one of these people. After eight years of eating this way, I have perfect blood sugar control. But it's not unusual if I eat a little late at night, I can wake up and have my blood sugar fasting in the morning be one ten, and that's typically or sure. if that could be pre diabetes. But if you understand that somebody yep. has been eating low carb forever, you know that it can't be diabetes. This is just a different blood sugar pattern than we're used to seeing because people didn't eat this way. We are eating this way now. And we know. And so you can have, right. do I've had doctors try to claim 
People who have been eating carnivore and keto and low carb for years, try to tell them they're pre-diabetic because of that, that fasting glucose number. But that's what we would yep. expect to see. Yep. Right. So as far as like, I, I'm not sure because it, it, actually the test I just did this past Friday, it's like it's still, you know, I'm not sure what exactly the whole, they're going to whatever. Um, so it looks kind of like that berberine is something that you can take. Do you have any ideas, thoughts? Like, is that something? Something in the help? back like, of my, not- something in the back of my mind says we, that there may be an issue with berberine and pregnancy. I have before, okay. you know, when we're dealing That's with, like, I, I don't try to memorize those things. It, it's one of those things that I feel better that I go check it each time somebody asks. But if I remember right, right. and here's the other thing, just because they say you shouldn't take something while you're pregnant doesn't necessarily mean that it's all that horrible. I mean, really think about all the crap we get in the standard American diet that we absolutely know is bad for human beings and even worse when you're pregnant and people keep eating them every day and doctors never say a thing. Um, but I, 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 right. I don't think I would add berberine right now. I don't, I don't think we need to. So it, I think there may be okay. some issue with pregnancy. I can't remember what it is. Um, I would go look it up. But, okay. I, but my advice would be I, I wouldn't take it. I, I don't think you need it. Okay. I think I would just eat a good, so, healthy, low-carb diet. I would get a continuous glucose monitor. I okay. really would. I, 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 there are some anomalies that can happen during pregnancy. Um, hormones are doing all kinds of crazy stuff. If we have this, this you know, very non-intrusive way of monitoring our blood sugar all throughout pregnancy, why not do it? Right. So then, like, say the numbers do get higher, what would what would you do then? If I'm, you know, you're not talking, okay, well, I'm not going to take Burberry or you know, whatever, something like that. What would you do then? Higher, if you're, you know, yeah, you're monitoring it constantly. Mm-hmm. Numbers do get a little bit higher. Then what? I I don't know. I've never seen it happen. Not if somebody's eating a low carb <laughs> diet. I, I don't know what we would do. I've never okay. had to deal with it. I, I, everybody right. we've monitored right. throughout pregnancy on a true low carb diet never has a problem. Okay. I just feel like, okay, so, you know, whatever. I mean, but you could see that. It's like, you know, and I'd probably keep track. Okay, so I ate, whatever, a handful of blueberries today, and the numbers then, you know, at whatever, 10 o'clock. Okay, so then the numbers started, you know, were higher. Okay, well, then I just either eat sure. less or yeah. don't eat them. Yeah, okay. so, there, like, yeah, there's your answer. Perfect. What, what will we do if our numbers start to climb? Well, if we're using the monitor, we'll know what preceded that climb. So, yeah, let's go back and change right. that. Let's do something different. To me, that is a far better approach to monitor it 24 hours a day. So if something weird happens, we know about it immediately. Watch our food intake. That, yeah. That's so much better than, well, let's load you up with all this glucose and send your blood sugar through the roof and then <laughs> tell you you've got, you know, gestational diabetes. And what was their plan? I mean, were they even talking about insulin? That is the yes. I yeah. mean, so it was Ugh. first you know, the dietitian, whatever. Then, um, yeah, to do the monitor, but they were just you know do the poke your finger and whatever. I, she didn't. I didn't get in, or she. The lady basically just told me, you know, whatever that we're gonna 
start this, you know, kind of put you through this ring or yeah. whatever, you know, with so you, meet different people. And then from what I gathered, it was then, yeah, it was like you'd poke for a while, you know, to kind of get a, a baseline or see how things are. And then if need be, I think in so on, was kind of yeah. the so, progression that seemed like he was talking. Which I, I just don't get at all. Why do we even have gestational diabetes? Why is this a thing? Well, because your your hormones are extremely powerful and, and lots of hormonal changes during pregnancy happen. And again, we have to remember yeah. that all of these treatments and procedures and tests have have all been designed and worked on with people eating the standard American diet. And we have to realize when people eat something dramatically different, keto, carnivore, very low carb, that is dramatically different than the standard American diet. And we have to understand that things yeah. are going to happen differently. But their approach is we have this problem because our hormones are out of whack. One of the reasons your hormones are so out of whack, not you, but the typical woman who's pregnant is because she's <laughs> eating the standard American diet. She doesn't have good nutrition. Now we, we see there's a problem, and what are we going to do? We're going to inject them with one of the most powerful hormones in our body, insulin. Really? You're going to start messing with hormone levels? They're already out of whack, and you think you're smart enough to fix them? I don't think so. Right. I think let, instead of just letting women eat whatever they feel like they want to eat during pregnancy and then giving them insulin, why don't we coach them to eat the things that won't cause their blood sugar to spike in the first place. Yep. That would be a smart idea. You but, would you know, think, but then they can't sell any insulin. Right. And all the other stuff I, that goes with I, it. I, I wish hospitals would start selling ribeye steaks and eggs instead of drugs. Oh, that's Yeah, wouldn't that be wonderful? Speaking of eggs... Have you seen what's going on with eggs lately? I I mean, I don't know. Like around here, so I'm in the central Minnesota, so and we have eggs pretty whatever. Even out here, we've got it like eight fifty a dozen. That's I insane. Heard in California, so 10, 12. That is insane. And those are garbage eggs. Those are the industrial factory farm garbage eggs that they're selling for 8 and $10 a dozen. The interesting thing is the yeah. price of my pastured eggs hasn't gone up. Oh, interesting, because we get them from a lady. Um, so, yeah, she, you know, the, the chickens are, I don't know what you say, range... Whatever. Um, yeah, they're just yeah, outside. Four dollars. So she has <laughs> exactly. Like, I I have. Like what I would actually is more. Expensive. Yeah, I have local people here that'll still sell me true pastured eggs. They're just out running around eating bugs and in the sunshine and doing their thing. I can still buy them for four bucks a dozen local. They're they're seven or eight dollars yeah. in the grocery store, and all of a sudden the industrial eggs are that much. Here we are again. What are yeah. we, some third world country? We now have a shortage of eggs. And and the biggest problem is avian flu. And avian flu attacks these big, you know, industrial egg laying facilities. Most of the people with backyard chickens yeah. or, you know, small flocks that are being managed well are not being affected by this. 
because they're not in contact with, you know, the stuff, you know, having those big, you know, the trucks and whatever coming in, you know, they go from one farm to the next to the next. Yeah. So yeah they're going to take, you know, delivering seats or whatever. They're going to, you can't, they don't clean them well enough it, or at all to be able, you know, when they're going from one place to the next to not take something. Okay. One place has it. Well, then you've gone to three other places. So next thing you know, everybody has it. Whereas, you know, my lady down the street or, you know, down the yeah, gravel road, that, she doesn't have, you know, she's, they're, she's they're just out. Yep, they're out in the sunshine and the fresh air and they're eating their natural diet. And then look at what we've done to the industrial chickens. Um, They are sick and obese. I mean, that's the only way to describe an industrial chicken. They are sick and obese. They can barely walk. By the time most of them are ready to harvest, I don't think they can walk anymore. They're, they're so yeah. heavy and big. You know, I've seen people, you've probably seen this on the internet. You see when they first realize, you know, how a pastured egg, you crack it open and it's deep, dark orange and the yolk stands up nice and tall. Yeah. And then they'll compare it to an yeah. industrial egg. Total difference. I mean, you can see it. Go buy. They say, oh, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Go buy a chicken from Costco or wherever. Take the wrapper off it and set it there on the counter. Now go buy a true heritage breed pastured chicken and unwrap it and set it on the counter. It looks anemic. It, it looks like it's the sick one, but that's the healthy bird. So there's, it's no wonder we raise these birds in horrible conditions, but what have we done to the genetics of those birds after all these years of basically yeah. force feeding them? They have no movement. All the things we've done, we, we keep crossbreeding them to get bigger and bigger breasts. You know, now we have Dolly Parton chickens. It, it's no wonder <laughs> this happens and it, it, you know, we, we yeah. just keep doubling down um, on, on stupidity when we really, we just need to go back to the way we used to do things. This just isn't that complicated. Yeah, but it has to be complicated because otherwise, you know, it wouldn't be like now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I, I think you're on the right track. I don't think you have anything to worry about. I would add the CGM. Okay. Okay. Do you have, is there one that you suggest, recommend, so there's, think is good? There's, there's, let me give you, in. yeah, let there's me give you two options. A lot. You could try, Okay. go back to your doctor, whoever, whichever doctor you're yeah. working with currently that you feel like you have the best relationship and might listen and, you know, talk about your concerns yeah. about the gestational diabetes and that you want to manage it the best way you can with food and ask if they will prescribe yeah. one. If, if they prescribe one, okay. you're going to get one of the name brands. There are two big ones on the market, and they're all fine. I mean, the sensors are all basically the same. The software's a little different. Okay. So the first thing, if okay. we can get it prescribed, then insurance will pay for it. So that's what I would try first. Okay. If they won't, okay. the, the one company I know you can just go to and get one on your own, but you also have to pay for it, uh, is NutriSense. That's yep. the company we've had on the show several times. That's the, you know, the monitor okay. I use. So you, you, can, you can buy as short as a one month, which would get you two sensors. 
You wear each sensor for two weeks. Um, I, I would seriously consider just doing it. Now, the more months you buy ahead of time, the lower the price gets. And it's pretty significant. I mean, if you're willing to do a longer program, the price comes down quite a bit. I would pick their program that would get you through your, your pregnancy. Right. Yeah, because I've got about three months Yeah, I, I would... I would look at their programs and pick whichever one is going to cover you for that time. Okay. And it was NutriSense? NutriSense, yeah. The, the website is NutriSense.io. I O. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot anyway. I mean, I recommend everybody do this. This is just a great opportunity for you to do it and, and um, see okay. what what your and I have a feeling that we'll probably see some pretty crazy um, blood sugar numbers. Uh, pregnancy, you know, there's a lot going on in your body. You know, I need to make a note. We're we're going to get um, Kara back from Nutrisense again in a month or so. I think we should do a whole show on what kind of data they have for um, blood sugar numbers during pregnancy. That would be a really good show with them. Yeah, because it's just because it is so different. Yeah, you know, from other season, other seasons of life. Yeah, exactly. Um, that it, yeah, it's kind of an interesting. Um, yeah, that thought it, or that would be a really good show to have yeah. Nutrisense come on and talk about you know what kind of things happen to blood sugar during pregnancy because they'll have all those numbers. I mean, that's what they do. They collect all this data. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, what they they found, and like, I mean, I don't know the science to know this, but like, yeah, is there a difference? I mean, there has to be a difference, but like, say between someone who's eating, you know, more of a clean kind of, you know, keto right. carnivore diet as opposed to saying just. I don't know that they would necessarily know that. They, would be kind of the bummer. They actually do. The see. They actually do. Do they? Okay. Yeah, because they they monitor every client on the type of diet. And we've talked about that, that one of the other things I like about NutriSense, when you go with one of the typical, you know, the two big names, if you do get it prescribed, for the most part, you just want to ignore any advice they give you. Because they're going to give you that old tired advice that they've been giving us forever. And it's crazy because you can watch their advice not work. And yet they keep giving it anyway. Um, so NutriSense, they, they are agnostic when it comes to diets. They don't try to push a certain diet on anybody. Now, if, if somebody comes to them and says, look, I want to wear your monitor and I want your advice on diet. Well, you, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. They have lots of different coaches and practitioners. They're all trained basically in the same way, but they're not going to push you to something that might be grain-free or they're, they're probably just going to work on lowering carbs overall. But if you go to them and at the beginning say, look, I eat carnivore, okay, they'll just work with you on a carnivore diet. If you eat keto, they're going to work with you on a keto yeah. diet. Um, and, what the, and if you yeah. don't want their help, you just tell them, hey, look, you know, check in with me once a month, or I don't want to hear from you at all, and they won't bother you. If right. you want them to work with you, you might hear from them every day. They might just send, they send little notes. Okay. Hey, we, we noticed this on your, your blood sugar numbers. Try this. Or, you know, I, I learned more about alcohol and blood sugar from mm-hmm. NutriSense than anything else I had ever done. 
So that's the the nice thing about working with NutriSense is they will work with whatever diet you want to work with. They're not going to try to give you some, you know, tired old advice that doesn't work. Okay. No, that's good to know. Do you have time for one more quick question? Sure. Go ahead. Um, So it was my husband that was wondering, so he says, is beta TCP okay for me? I have no idea what that is, but. Um, I, again, I never try to memorize the pregnancy rules with, I, I with beta TCP, I'm just not remembering. Um, okay. Here would be my question. Why are we thinking about beta TCP? I don't know. See He's that trucking right now. The, so that's I, the bigger question. Yeah. Before I even <laughs> would bother to go look to see if there's an issue with beta TCP in pregnancy, my first question would be, why are we thinking about taking beta TCP? Right. And I, like I said, cause he's trucking and he just sent me a text. I'm, okay. not, sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Why. So I, I think most people realize this. I am just not for taking random supplements. I, we look at, we can look at supplements. We can look at research and go, Oh my God, that stuff's amazing. I should be taking that. Well, I should be taking about 132 things if that's our criteria. Yeah. There's proof that the, a right. lot of these supplements do all kinds of great things. But we should be getting those nutrients in our diet anyway. So I, I, unless you have okay. some sort of digestive issue that you're fighting with, I don't know why we'd be thinking about beta TCP. Okay, so that's what he, he did, said fat digestion. Because I have had um, crazy, not crazy, but trouble like with my heels kind of getting broken out. Okay. Um, Okay, well, he's, he is on the right track then. He's been paying attention and he's been listening, so kudos to him. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I would oh. not add it right now. I, I could go okay. look it up and say, oh, well, maybe it is safe during pregnancy. I, I just, unless it's a big problem, unless fat digestion is, is causing, like, digestive distress, then I don't think I'd add another Which supplement right now. Right. And just wait until like after baby's yeah. born and then yeah. try and take, they kind of with the whole, whole you know, hormones are kind of crazy. Exactly. You know, you, you, yeah. Got a, a going on, maybe just kind of put that on hold, if you will, for now and then worry about that. Yes. Get that more under control. Yep. Afterwards. Oh. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's all I had. Okay. So. Perfect. Well, uh, stay in touch. Keep us uh, updated on the pregnancy. All right. right. Will do. Thank you for your help. Fantastic. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's see. Looks like we've got uh, a call coming in, and that's the only one on the board right now. Um, you guys may give me an easy Monday. Uh, we'll see. Phone lines are open. I'm going to wait for this uh this call to be screened, but if there's more, I'll take them. So if you want to jump in, now is your chance. If you don't do it soon, we may wrap this up today early. Uh, 855-950-3835 is the number to join us. 
It is a free-for-all, anything goes. You have a question, a comment, a topic, anything at all. Um, I have got a lot of topics that have kind of been collecting. Um, I think I should do a uh, Kevin's commentary this week. I, I got away from it for the last couple of weeks, the holidays, and now we're trying to get caught up from the holidays. But I, I think I'm going to take some of those topics um, and do a, uh, a commentary on them. Some things about the vaccine that are breaking uh, some political stuff I don't want to spend a lot of time with on the live show. Oh, boy. Um, phone lines just exploded. So um, I will take that, those topics, and I'll just uh, I'll record a uh, commentary sometime this week. Let's get to California for this call. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Um, I've been shut down since September. Uh, due to, uh, I'm a California resident due to AB5 and also the slowing in the trucking business. Ooh, so I just okay. parked my truck, my truck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just parked my truck in, uh, in central California and I'm just RVing right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, and I'm, I plan to move out of state so I can go back to work. Okay. But then when I listen to your show here and there, you, you tell me that, you know, the reset, the trucking recession is going to be even bigger next year. So I'm wondering if I even, sh- uh, if I can just hold out or should I go, go back into business anyway, or is it better to just, uh, so, you know, take my time off? Yeah. So let's talk about a couple things. First off, what, Explain to me what happened with AB5 in you. Well, uh, I was with Landstar, and they made us sign an ag- agreement saying uh, we can no longer take loads out of California. Okay. So, I, uh, yeah, so when I took a load, uh, I had to take a load out of California on September 1 to get to the office in, Lans- uh, in Phoenix and uh, at Landstar, and, uh, and then I got a load back to California. And then I couldn't, I had all these loads out of Pasadena or LA, Southern California area, but I could not take a load out of there because I signed that contract now, the new contract. Right. And, uh, and then I had, I would have to, uh, deadhead all the way to Arizona to get a load. And it was, you know, there's no way in the, the, the rates were so low that I, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So on September 15 ish, I, uh, I decided to, uh, just, uh, park it and uh, wait till I move. And then I was going to move to like Reno or something. But then, you know, it's like the rates are falling even more since then. So, so are you, so, Landstar hasn't terminated your contract, have they? No, I okay. terminated it uh, because oh. they were going to just withdraw money out of me. You know what I mean? All that, all those costs, insurance and everything. I, I, so I terminated. I, they t- they're asking me to come back. I, well, good. Go back. I was going to say, if they'll let you go back, just go back. I mean, what does it really cost you just to have your truck signed on with them? It's not like they bug you to go to work. If you don't want to work, don't work. Uh, yeah, but it's still, you know, I'm paying insurance, tax tag, and license. And so, so how much? All that, and the rates were... How, Forget the rates you know, for right I, now. I, I, How I, much does it cost to keep your uh-huh. truck signed on to Landstar if you do nothing? If you, if you don't pull a single load I this think, month, uh, what is your monthly cost just to stay leased on? I, you know, uh, I, I, what I remember was like, uh, it was about 600 a month. Okay. 800 a month. So, like that. so 
what if, so here's the thing. If you cancel your contract with Landstar and you sit and you do nothing right now, your net is zero, right? Uh Uh-huh. But if you stay with Landstar and you pull one load a month that pays three grand, your net is now $2,400 to the positive for that month. Yeah, if I'm profitable. Well, how can you not be profitable? Now, don't tell me the rates are so low that you can't be profitable. That's not true. What is your cost per mile to run that truck? Uh, uh, Well, when the fuel prices were down, it was only like 35 cents a mile. No, I I mean, no, not just fuel cost. I mean, total cost per mile to own and operate that truck, which would include payment, insurance, maintenance, fuel, everything it, it, it takes. What is your total cost per mile to run the truck? You know, I haven't calculated that, but my maybe that's off. part of your so problem. Insurance and- I, I, you don't even well, know what your break-even number is. You're telling me you're not going to be profitable, but that's a lie because you don't know that. And I can promise okay. you, you're going to be profitable. There is almost no freight that moves in this country that isn't profitable. And what I mean by that is we have to be clear here. If you're total cost per mile let's say it's 92 cents a mile for everything then you would have to get down to a load that only paid 90 cents a mile to not be profitable if it paid 95 cents a mile you would be profitable you might not be profitable enough that it makes sense or to pay your bills i get that but we have to make sure we're saying the right thing it's almost impossible to pull a load and lose money on it. Almost impossible. Now, you might not make as much as you want to. I get that. But again, I could go back, and when, when I say you'd be $2,400 to the positive, and you said, but only if I'm profitable. Well, well, right, but you don't know what profitable is. You haven't calculated the numbers. Yeah, that, uh, well, yeah, you're right. And I can I, promise I, you, I can promise you that I could keep my, my contract active and I could put money to the bottom line every month. Positive profit. And maybe it's a little bit because I only pull one load a month. Maybe I pull one load a week. But it seems to me like you're okay financially. It, you know, you could just go RV if you want. So it doesn't sound like we're in any kind of a money crisis here. Why not just stay leased and, and, and watch the load boards every now and then and just only pull the absolute best freight you can find? Why not do that instead of okay. just sitting back doing nothing? Yeah, I'm getting bored. I'm getting, I've, I've, you know, I've been off since mid-September and I'm kind yeah. of getting bored. It's... The, uh, why not, no. why not go activate it? And then you know the, how the, you see those loads once in a while. You look at it and you go, oh, hell yeah, I'll take that one. Well, why not only take uh-huh. those? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, uh, that's, you're right. I, you know, the one thing that I, when I listen to your show, you say uh, how much you make and how much you save. That's what makes you very, very profitable. Right. Uh, 
the, the one thing I'm very good at is how much I save because Excellent. I don't I hardly ever idle unless I have perfect. You know, it's how much I save. I perfect. Yeah, and I, the, the other thing, other thing that I do is because I don't have to be at home at a certain time or anything like that. So I, you know, and you say you work, you say against it, like you know, don't chase freight. Right. But I've been chasing freight, but it's for me because. Uh, well, wait, wait a minute. Know, wait I a minute. I'm not I in just realized. Home. I, I just realized you, you said that wrong. I didn't catch that for a second. I have never, ever made the statement, don't chase freight. I've never, ever said that. What I say is don't chase the rate. Which means high, high, high paying freight, right? High Correct. Paying rate. Yeah. What, what, uh, the, the pattern okay. that I see over and over and over and over is that somebody goes to a load board, whether it's a Landstar load board or truckstop.com, they put in their search where they want to go, and then they sort it by the rate. And they only look at the loads that are paying the highest rate. Now, that seems logical. Of course, we want to get paid more. Why wouldn't we do that? Because here's what it leads to. So I, I go on the board today. I sort. I choose the highest rate. I, I pull this load. Then I go back to the load boards three days from now, and I sort again, and I choose the highest rate. What are the odds that the highest rate this time is going to be the same broker as it was the last time? You've done uh, this yeah, enough. Slim to none. And then the next load, mm -hmm. I do it again and again and again. And what that leads to is somebody w working with 40 or 50 different brokers in a year. I've seen over 100. Actually, I've seen over 150. That was the record. I actually worked with an owner-operator, did his taxes. He had pulled loads for more than 150 different brokers in one year. That's what I mean by chasing the rate. Don't chase the rate. Go find good brokers and build relationships with them. In the Landstar model, find good agents and build relationships with them. And pull the freight that will never make it to the board because you're going to get it before the broker ever even thinks about posting it or the agent because he knows he's got his carriers that will take care of him. And that's who gets all of his best freight. That's just how the system works. Oh, okay. And uh, one thing about that, what you're saying is uh, like Landstar agent, they have some agents have direct freight, and then well, wait, there's wait, other wait, agents, wait. Uh, most of them. No, don't tell me most of them are double brokering stuff. No, no, no. Well, uh, most of that's on the board are just working off the, off the load board. I, I, what did I just tell you? We don't want the stuff that's on the board. That's my point. Okay. That's the whole point to this. Okay. We, 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 we want to get off the board. We want to use the board to get off the board. You're right. The, the, the freight on the board has all those issues. It's the, okay. the, the best freight so, never makes it to that board. Okay. If I'm an agent so, or a broker my, and, and, and I've been both... Uh -huh. And I come in this morning uh -huh. and I look at my loads that need to be moved today. 
and I have my best customers that I want to make sure get taken care of, and that's the best freight, the highest paying freight, the freight with the least amount of hassle, that stuff, I am not posting it on the board today. I'm going to get on the phone or on the text message or on email, and I'm going to send these really good loads out to all of my preferred carriers, the people I have a relationship with, and I will move them all. What I can't move by a certain point will get posted up on the board. Okay. And that's what I've been taking. And, uh, and I, I, and you know, but here's my problem. I, I find these agents with direct freight, but it's going one direction and I'm having a, I've I've been trying to create a, a circle, you know, uh, Hey, Dave, Atlanta to Dave, uh, LA. I, I, I've, uh-huh. ne- I've never yes. seen freight that goes in two directions. I well, guess technically yeah, so that's find, not like, true. I, I just thought about I used to have several loads where I do, used to do a bunch of automotive stuff where you deliver the freight and then you'd have to bring back racks and things like that. There is some two-way freight. Um, but that is okay. your job. Yeah. That, that's your job to build your infrastructure, to build your relationships. First, we focus on outbound freight from the house. Then when we start to develop, this is also a reason why I prefer to have patterns and not just run randomly. So my pattern might be that I start working with a broker or an agent that has freight out of Portland because that's home for me. And I really like to go to the desert Southwest. I mean, that's my preferred lane of travel. So now I'm going to go down to Phoenix or Albuquerque or wherever, and I'll start looking for brokers that, or agents that I could build a relationship with on that end of the move and start seeing if they can find me freight back home. If that leg doesn't make sense, and sometimes it doesn't, maybe I'll pick a third point and I'll do a lot of triangles. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go look at all the rates and lanes. Have you ever heard me talk about studying rates and lanes? Yeah, and this I'm, is going, why. I'm going to get back on to uh, one of yeah. This is why, because and now it changes if, if, all the time. So it, I think. It, it does mm-hmm. change, so you got to stay on top of it. Now, if I go and I try to build this lane from Portland to Phoenix and back to Portland, and there just isn't enough freight, or the rate isn't high enough, and it's not working for me. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll do Portland to Phoenix, and then I'll start looking. Oh, look, Phoenix to Kansas City seems to be a really strong lane. Oh, and look, there's some pretty decent freight coming back from Kansas City to Portland. Now I'll make a triangle. Okay. So that's why you want to get on the load board to... To find it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, to to find find those things. Then we go find the broker or the agent that controls those loads that we want, and we build our lanes, our triangles, our dumbbells. There's lots of different configurations. We go to the, we start building the relationships with those agents or brokers to secure that freight. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, okay. All right. Cool. So I'm gonna, I guess I, 
uh, you know, I guess that's what I would do. I don't have to work full time because yeah, the rates are not. lower. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did get spoiled. I did get spoiled during, you know, I made, I did make a lot of money. Um, so I don't have to work right away, but you know, uh, you know, well, think I, could, about, I could just work half the time. Well, think, let's think about this. Let's say if we sat down and we look at the amount of money you have, and I'm just going to make up numbers. Let's say that you could comfortably sit out a year and just wait and see what mm -hmm. happens. Well, if we work mm -hmm. half as much that as you used to, instead of not working at all, now that same amount of money would probably last you two years. Okay. And what's the downside? It'll keep me insane as well. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. What, what if you just I'm did getting, this? Yeah. What if we, what if we, what if we made this fun because you could? What if you sat down and created a bucket list of all the cool things around the country that you want to see and haven't got to yet, and all we do is pick loads to get us to those places? Yeah. That, that's actually why I went to business in the first place. <laughs> yeah. You know. So... I guess so, I, yeah, I guess so, I could go back into it. But yeah, I go, mean, I, I, I go could back go back and back into go back and reactivate with Landstar. Okay, great. All right, Kevin. Uh, thanks for your motivation. You're welcome. I, I, I'll get back into it. And uh, what what's a, what's a good uh, 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 you said study the what what's what website uh, the low board uh, you recommend? Truck stop. Okay, truckstop.com. Got yeah. it. Hey, hey you know what's funny about this? You, much, you, you know what's funny about this call and how we just ended it? I gave you two recommendations. What? I gave you a recommendation to go back to Landstar because it's the right thing to do. I gave you a recommendation to use truckstop.com so you can start to learn the rates and lanes. You know, those are the two companies that really, other than SiriusXM, those are the two companies that dropped me over the whole fiasco. That drops you? Yeah. Yeah, we don't work. We have no contract mm -hmm. with Landstar or Truck Stop anymore. They dropped me over the whole. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing with Landstar is that as soon as you cancel your contract, they won't let you look at the load board. Well, of course not. So. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Okay. That's their proprietary okay. load board. So. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to sign up with a Truck Stop and, look, and start studying. I guess that's what I could do right now while yes. I'm getting back absolutely know, getting, good point ready to move out of here okay Alrighty. well thank you very much all right take care phone lines are slammed looks like it might be a long day that's all right i ask for it let's go to virginia sarah welcome to the program hey kevin i have a quick question about taxes first of all i know that you said in the past that um, things are supposed to be, reimbursements are not supposed to be added into your, um, into your uh, 1099 income. And I've had a situation where we got charged for something accidentally. Somebody put it through and they weren't supposed to. And we called them up and said, hey, you're not supposed to charge us for this. They said, oh, my mistake. And when they put it back in, they put it back in as revenue. And so I called them up and I said, this isn't revenue. And they said, yeah, but it came out of our pocket, so we have to put it as revenue. Just use the receipt and subtract the expense. Now, I'm waiting 
I'm waiting for the manager to call back. But the way that they were repeating what they said she said to them, they go, this is what we do all the time. If it comes out of our pocket, we put it as revenue. And I guess so, the thing I came up with on the spot was, but you took it out of my pocket on accident. So should I? <laughs> right. So here's here's what... Here's what should have happened, and it didn't, but we can still fix this. What should happen is all of these companies, the, these carriers that use owner-operators, should have a an, – this is just an accounting thing. It's just in their own software. They should have a category mm-hmm. for reimbursements so that it gets handled and they properly. Wait, well, okay, so the mistake was they used the wrong category. Yeah. Okay. So if they won't fix it, and many times they won't, then their advice was correct. The fix is you keep the receipt and then deduct it as an expense, and we get the same outcome tax-wise. So they their their sure. advice was correct. That's how we fix it. They haven't. Um, they have. What's the word? They haven't put out the ten ninety nine yet. So I thought they could fix it before they did. Well, They're they kind of like. They well, this can. Is the way we all right. They can fix it before the 1099s go out, but it most of the time they won't. That's been our experience. Okay. All right. Just wanted to double check. This is also, and this is pretty common. We see this happen a lot. That's why we have a way to fix it. Um, this is also a reason why we tell people you should have a good accounting system. You know how many people end up paying tax on stuff like this because they just don't know? Yeah. Well, and so should I, in my accounting, if that's the way we're going to do it, should I move that from the reimbursement line to the income line so it matches my 1099? Yes. Yep. That's exactly what you do. You, you, you call, since they called it taxable revenue, you move it to a line called taxable revenue, and then you add the expense, and now your reporting is correct and your tax return will be correct. Okay. All righty. Just wanted to check on that. Yep. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Pretty common thing. We've been dealing with that forever because these carriers just can't get, if the carrier would do their accounting right, this wouldn't be an issue. Let's go to Texas. Dwight, welcome to the program. Uh, hey, Kevin. Um, couple, couple things. Uh, I'll just, touch on uh the guy with landstar real quick since i'm with landstar and doing a dedicated lane that's paying over 550 a mile oh, uh, nice. he just needs to say where he's at because he's he's not willing to do do any work you know i didn't get that i didn't get that overnight and you you know you got to be in it to win it so if he can't look at the load board and my gosh landstar you know i bet they have two, three hundred tools to help you. Oh, yeah. And they they tell you how to find those brokers that are not on the load board. This load I pull, it's not on the load board. It'll right. never be on the load board. Exactly. Right. Never. Right. So, anyway, but uh, I, I, I'm doing good. I love it. Excellent. I, I hate that Landstar don't deal with you, but... You know, no hard feelings. If, if you look at both of these companies that, that 
dropped us. And there's a possibility we may end up back with them again someday where we're not totally out of contact with truckstop.com. We talked to them. I wasn't surprised. Um, these are both very, very large companies. And, and the bigger companies get, the more they fall prey to this kind of crap. Uh, you know, I never expected yeah. some of these companies to be quite so woke, um, but they are. And that's just, it, it seems like that happens. The bigger companies get, the more likely it is to see this kind of stuff. But it, again, it, no hard feelings. It's not a big deal. I still like Landstar's model. I still think Truck Stop is an excellent company when, if you need a load board, they have a good one. Um, it, it's just, it, it's what's happened to business in our country today. So, um, I, I'm not going to let it change yeah. the way I do things. I know. Well, um, I, I don't forgive very easily. Now I'm not quitting Landstar, but, um, cause I do, do like it. And, um, and, and when all this happened with you and others, we, we didn't dream what these companies would be doing, but you know, that's like right now I'm, I'm getting away from tractor supply cause they got woke. Yeah. They, they supported yeah. a, a darn drag queen hour uh, 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 not far from my hometown. So, and and if you search uh, the internet, you'll find out their chicken feed is uh, my chickens. Uh, I was feeding them another feed, and because of some of the shortages, I went to tractor supply feed, and I'll be darn. Uh, they all quit laying. I mean, I, I went from really? getting almost a dozen to barely one. Wow. And so if you search the internet now, so I, I don't know. This, this may be conspiracy, but hey, uh, but while I am mentioning chickens, um, hey, hey, when I was let, flatbedding. Let, let's go uh, back a second because I, I, I don't uh, think that that's uh, like too far out there or a conspiracy theory. You, you have proof. I mean, you could probably test this multiple times and, and probably prove it pretty clearly. But let's think about something. You know, we deal with humans and health. I was just, you know, had a woman on who's pregnant. Um, one of the things we love about what we've been able to do, we, we've helped couples who have tried for years to get pregnant and they can't. And then we work with them and get both partners healthy. And the next thing you know, they're popping out twins, you know, nice, healthy babies. One of the first things that right. that will deteriorate with our health is our ability to reproduce. It, it takes a ton of energy and good health to reproduce healthy offspring. All animals are like that. I, I'm not surprised you you interrupted the nutrition well, of your chickens. And if they were getting a poor quality feed, I could absolutely see that. Well, I have two friends, local that went through the same deal. So yes, I, I feel like it is real. Yeah. So, uh, but I just, I just, uh, threw that out there, but, uh, but, uh, I was going to say on the, the chicken deal, when I was flatbedding, I delivered to a humongous facility. I've never seen nothing like that. And, <laughs> and unless you're going to one, you probably won't. Right. Because they, they hide, hide them. them. Exactly. But well, they have I, to hide I, them. I pulled Yes. Well, you wouldn't know what it is. You you would drive by and you'd say, "What is in that building that's <laughs> right. as white as a? It's as white as a football field, and it's probably 
as long as four football fields, exactly. and it's three. It would equal a three-story building, and there's ten of them perfectly in a row. Whoa! And man. they told me there was over a hundred thousand laying hens in each facility. Now, this is what I was bringing the steel for. Right across this little county road, they're building. 10 more that are double the size, (laughs) double the size. So that means we're 200,000 plus chickens per warehouse. So now we have way over a million chickens down this road laying hens. And if one gets sick, boom, they're gone. That's why we have $10 eggs right now in some states. Because of sickness, because of avian flu, and it is affecting these big, giant industrial facilities. It's not affecting, look, and even if it does affect, let's say that somehow, you know, the, the lady that, you know, I get local eggs from, let's say her chickens happen to get this. They, they, t- they tend not to, one, because they're healthier birds to begin with, and they're not in these horrible conditions, but if they did... For small farmers, and look, I'm not saying it would be a great thing, but for small farmers, how hard is it to replace their whole flock? Chickens aren't that expensive. <laughs> right. It's not that big of a deal. But well, what happens when an entire facility like this gets wiped out? Well, there is talk that they're going to start blocking the uh, the small chicken raisers, the backyard people. Uh, and, and hey, about this avian flu, I was told that in South America there was a jump and that there was a girl that got avian flu. And they said if this is true and keeps happening, that's they're, they're saying that they're fixing to just wipe out the chickens. Right. Uh, you know, right. not not necessarily that they're going to get it, but the government's going to say, oh, we we got to get rid of this. So they're well, expecting it, the eggs to go higher. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, here's the, how much higher can they go? Look, eggs are an awesome food. They really are. We should all eat a lot more eggs, but not at $10 uh, a dozen uh, we shouldn't. Uh, well, that's why I have my own. Exactly. I, I eat about a dozen and a half a week. Perfect. Uh, you know. Yeah. That That's perfect. I just, yeah, I just munched down on five of them myself. That's what I had for breakfast. Grounded in Kerrygold butter, I might add. There you go. And and plenty of salt. All those things they told were bad for us. Eggs and butter and salt. That's exactly right. Uh, One last thing real quick. Um, uh, My wife got me a Keto Mojo, and I'm I'm trying to get – I'm trying to be a, a, a junior Kevin uh, I can't buy all the monitors, but I, I have the watch now. She got me uh, the watch from your store, so I'm doing that. Oh, <laughs> boy, driving a driving a truck, and um, yeah, so much for body battery. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, uh, um, have you ever had yours down to three? Yes. Well, Ooh, I don't know I've if I've ever had three a, and five. You know? I was going to say I don't know if I've ever seen three. I kind of thought five was the bottom, but maybe not. Maybe you get. I, I know I've seen five. Uh-huh. Um, actually, right yeah. now we're we're fighting with something with Lisa. 
Um, her body battery's been down to Uh-oh. five and will not recharge. I mean, she's, there was one night she slept wow. almost 10 hours, and her, her body battery isn't recharging. She's, like, showing stress while she's sleeping. And I'm trying to figure out. Oh, what, me too. Yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah, mine's just. Yeah, I, I just be. I be sleeping and you wake up and it's all red streaks. Yeah. You know how it looks. <laughs> yeah. You know, just red, 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 red. Yeah. Now, we, we uh, do know. know there are certain so, things that can do that. Alcohol will do it in a heartbeat. Eating too late um, will cause stress. I mean, when uh, if you that. watch your, your stress levels throughout the day, if you eat a big meal, your stress level goes up. It can go up pretty high because uh, it's okay. stressful for your body okay. to digest well, things. So if you eat too late. Well, a lot of times... Uh, well, 10, 11 o'clock is when I'm driving the truck, so yeah, I know. that could be a problem. Yep, that could be a part of it. Yeah, yeah my, I, but uh, I will say I, I've only had uh, two and a half weeks now. Little, Yeah, about two and a half weeks, so I'm, I'm starting to get some patterns. And uh, so I'm watching that. She got me the Keto Mojo. And uh, uh, I do the quarterly A1C. Now my A1C went from five five. Now this last quarter was uh, five one. Good. So good. That's that, excellent. That uh, now my my keto mojo. I've only done it one time. She got it yesterday, and and I just ate a meal. So I should be doing this in the morning, right? Uh, yeah, but you should be doing it all the time. The one thing I will tell you is, and this is why we recommend a continuous glucose monitor. Um, And the Keto Mojo does both glucose and ketones. And NutriSense is working on a monitor that would measure ketones, a continuous ketone monitor. um, Which would really be interesting if we could get one of those. Blood sugar can be all over the board. You know, you can measure it. Fasting, you're going to get one number. You can eat later on, you're going to get a number. Two hours after you eat, it's going to be different. If you eat late at night, it's going to change the pattern. If you eat, drink alcohol, you'll see all kinds of crazy patterns. If you work out too hard, you'll see it get interrupted. If you're under too much stress. So the more we study it and watch it, the more we learn. Now, I will say ketones are exactly like that, only 10 times worse. I eventually learned the patterns of glucose, and I know them pretty well. I can tell you how almost everything affects glucose now. Nobody seems to be able to figure out the patterns around ketones. There are no patterns that I can find. It almost seems random. The only true pattern that I can prove over and over and over is when you take brain octane from our store. When you take brain octane, your right. ketones go up. That, that's hands down across the board happens every time. But that's about the only clear okay. pattern I can find with ketones. The, um, well, I don't have a pattern yet, but uh, my glucose was 127. That's not horrible, but not good. That was fasting in the morning? On the key- No, no. Oh, no. I just ate a meal, but... I was well, leaving, so, oh, I was hey, leaving hey, on Dwight, this run. Dwight, let me correct something. You made a statement. I checked my blood sugar. It was 127. I know that's not good. It could be fantastic 
it, if now if it were fasting, then I could say no. We need to figure out why it was that high. But if it, if you say, well, I had a meal. Well, now we don't know whether that's horrible, good, fantastic. If you just ate a meal that had, you know, 60 grams of carbs in it and you're at 127, that's pretty damn good. Well, it had uh, had potatoes and carrots. It was stew. There you go. Beef stew. So, so 127 may have been an awesome number. And, and we have to know, was that one hour you, after you ate the meal? Was it an hour and 20 minutes? Was it two hours? Was it three and a half hours? No. no. All of those things uh, matter. 30 minutes. Well, see, in 30 minutes, it hadn't minutes. peaked yet. Yeah. This, this is why right. we really well, like I, I, the I just, continuous yeah. glucose monitor. Well, I'm working on that. I'll, I'm going to switch to that. But uh, I, uh, but uh, I was leaving, and we wanted to get this uh, hooked up to my app, and and you know know exactly what I was doing. So I, I know it's just one time. Oh no, so that's how you start. I'm going to continue it. Yep, that's how you start. Yep. One time. Yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to get there, and then the. Uh, my next step is I'm way behind. Uh, I need to call Lauren, but I wanted to get some of these numbers uh, ready, and so I'd have something to tell her. Good. So, Good. Yeah, the, uh, the more data you give so her I'm ahead of time, the, uh, the better the consult will be. Well, I'm, I'm skinny fat. I'm a little bitty skinny thing, but, hey, I know I can be unhealthy, and I That's know right. there's part, parts that I am. Well, you're working on it. That's the important yeah. part. That's what I want to do. There you go. All right. Well, I think thanks for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Michigan. Dorian, welcome to the program. Hello. What's on your mind today? Well, you have turned my wife and I into complete or sigmatic junkies. <laughs> join and, the uh, join the tribe. Me too. Yeah, at about I think I'm about two thousand dollars deep at this point. <laughs> but uh, boy, you do have an issue. I also have another. Well, I've got like their whole line for a month in my cupboard. So good, good. Tested, but uh, so our. The thing we really react to is the cocoa with the elixir, the chill at night. Isn't that and incredible? I'm getting records. It's incredible. And you feel it. I mean, I feel it down my spine as soon as I start drinking it. We thought it was a placebo for the first month. We're like, no way. But uh, I don't get deep sleep. She doesn't get REM sleep. And now we have records both. Excellent. I'm getting deep. She's getting REM. She's. She forgets to take her squirrel brain medication, <laughs> which normally she wouldn't even turn on her work computer without taking whatever she did. Yeah. And so she's taking about half as much of her prescription. Excellent. Um, I have noticed, uh, yeah, uh, just every metric that we track on our watches and stuff is better. An interesting thing is I'm very sensitive to grain. I've talked to you a few times. I had 82 broken bones from a motorcycle wreck. Oh, I remember. And yeah. we cheat, you know. Yeah, every couple of weeks we cheat and have grain and we enjoy it. 
but I always know I'm going to feel it for three to four days and, you know, my hands aren't going to work. Right. You know, so we know that. And my wife's not as sensitive. She's sensitive to the seed oils. Okay. And she gets pain from that. Yep. We're not getting that anymore. Last night I had like more sandwich buns than I've had in four years (laughs) and a cake that I brought. Uh, I jumped out of bed this morning fully expecting to be crippled, and I got nothing. And that's like the third time this has happened. There are oh, some, and that's the only thing we've changed. Yeah, there are some weird outcomes that I'm starting to find with these adaptogens. I, I am... I'm kind of blown away with the results. Now, it's not like this is something new. We've had Four Sigmatic in our store for years. I've talked about the mushroom chocolate. Right. I would occasionally drink one oh, of yeah. these cacao drinks, and I, I usually consumed them because they taste really good. I like them. And, I, you know, and I'd look at it and go, oh, yeah, right. you should get all these benefits. I never really noticed anything major. But now that I have a program where I'm consuming large amounts of these adaptogens daily, and I've been doing it for, what, maybe two months now, um, some of the results are just incredible. The one that I'm not sure if it's the adaptogens or the new device that I'm using that I don't really want to talk about yet, Um, I think it's the adaptogens because I'm not using the device all that often. I haven't really got into the habit of it yet. I've tested it where I've done it, you know, a week straight, but I not I but the adaptogens I've been doing consistently for over two months now. So a typical pattern, if I were to watch my instant stress level on the Garmin watch. You know, I I might have a really nice night where my stress level was nice and low all night long. Then I get up, I start doing my reading. So my stress level goes up just a little bit. Then I would get on the air and my stress level could be all over the place. You know, when I'm on the air, it might be low, it might be crazy high. that, That was a pretty common pattern. It would just be very erratic while I was on the air. Now, all of a sudden, and and we're almost on two weeks of this being consistent, my stress level stays extremely low all day long. The only thing that that really drops my body battery now is physical exertion. If I go work out or I'm active or I'm out shoveling snow, then my body battery will drop pretty quickly. Um, and that's, we can go build that physical resilience, but the adaptogens have made it so that everyday stuff that used to be stressful doesn't register stress anymore. Exactly. And my body battery, that's been my issue forever. And it's usually gone by the time I get to my truck with an hour commute. And it's yeah. never, I've, I've had at least 15 record high body batteries in the last month or so. We started right when you did the sleep thing. So we've yeah. been on probably about two months too. Uh, okay. But my That's stress, uh, I've, got, I've got body battery at four in the afternoon when I only started with 50. And before I could start with, oh, I think 30 would have been my high. Yeah. And it, like I said, it'd be gone in the first hour. <laughs> right. Just gone. Right. 
Yeah, it did. So what actually my question is, oh, sorry. Now, I was just going to say, it, it's pretty incredible. I, I'm blown away by the results I'm getting from the adaptogens. I never expected yeah. results like this. One thing I'm noticing is it seems to be one of the supplements that your diet plays with. Because in my tribe, I've been, we're so blown away. We're buying this for people and like, you got to try this. And I've noticed with my mother and a friend of mine who eats pretty much standard, a little better than standard, maybe. Um, they don't feel it at all. But the two people that eat pretty good, not like us, but I mean, our our biggest expense is food. I mean, we're just saying nothing about it. Um, they they feel it, and they're like, "Oh, I'm on board. I'm ordering it right now." But people that aren't clean, they don't feel it like we do, and that's really the only thing I've found that isn't like that is the yogurt. It seems like everybody feels the yogurt. Yeah, that's no matter a, what your diet is. That's everybody an interesting point. Yeah, I think you're right. It, you know, and I've yeah. talked about this. You hear me all the time. People will call and say, oh, I heard you talk about this supplement and it does this and this and this, and I, I want to take it. And you'll, you'll hear me say, well, tell me about your yeah. diet. And if it's the standard American diet, I'll just tell them, don't bother. Don't bother. You're not going to get the results yeah. you hear me talk about. It's not going to work. I was anti-supplement for decades. I used to say, don't waste your money on this stuff. I've tested yeah. it. Nothing seems to do anything. I, I've tried all these things with all these right. crazy claims and testimonials. I don't see any results. So I was really anti-supplement for a long time. Um, once I learned that first off, you have to use the right supplement. It has to be the right formulation, the right quality. You have to be using it for the right reasons. And if your diet is clean, yeah. then, then these things can work. In fact, they're, they're pretty incredible how well they can work. Yeah, it's, it's silly. The, and with how well some of them work has sold me on taking the ones that I have no idea if they work, like the gut health lines and the, you know, balance. I don't really feel it, but the one, like my wife makes me a drink for the ride home. I drive 13 hour days and uh, she puts, you know, I don't know what she's putting in there, elixirs and protein and it's pretty gnarly, but <laughs> it's like, Go-go juice. I mean, I feel that one. And I was yeah. also wondering, I was, I kind of told my mom, well, quit taking it. I'll take it back. Like, we drink this stuff, you know, we're, we drink it. And then I was thinking, even though she's not feeling it, it's probably still good for her, the reishi and stuff. Because it's a big it, dose. It's like 2,000 units. Yeah, there, there's so a lot what of what do you there. think about I, that, even if she's not feeling it? I'm a little torn. Here's why. I mean, we it, it seems logical that if this stuff is good for us, that we should take it anyway. But then I start to think, well, well right. wait a minute. If we're not feeling anything, if we can't measure something, you know, maybe you don't feel it, but maybe we can measure and over time we see your blood pressure go down or... We give somebody berberine. They're not necessarily going to feel it, but, you know, in two weeks we can measure their blood sugar and see that there's an impact. I, I, if, if I can, God, I hate to think about people spending all these monies. These products are expensive. 
They're, they're not cheap. We, I yeah. understand that. They're expensive for a reason. It's the good stuff. This isn't the stuff you see advertised yeah. on national TV that all their money went to advertising. These companies don't advertise. All, all yeah. their money goes to the product. Um, so I, I don't know. I have a hard time saying, well, it's good for you. Take it anyway. I mean, if we can't document some kind yeah. of results somewhere, I don't know that I want anybody spending that money. Yeah, and I, I've done that ever since I started listening to you years ago. And if I don't feel it or I can't measure it, I mean, I even did the damn four ounces of olive oil a day, drinking it out of a bottle. And I felt it. I, uh, it was good, but I couldn't. That was just disgusting. Yeah. That's like country thing where you just, you know, a liter a week of I, olive oil. I know. I know. So I, I'll I, try anything, but if I can't. Yeah, I'm the same yeah, way. If I can't feel it. Like Cardio Miracle, I'm, done, I'm just sold. Yogurt, sold. Uh, adaptions, pretty much sold. Uh, I've, we, we've literally spent two months waiting for the placebo effect to wear off. I know. And it's I not. <laughs> the, I, I will. I yeah. can promise you the adaptogens are real. I, I have documented so yeah. much of this, and I am blown away by some of it. And here's what I here's. And they seem long lasting too. Here's what I'm wondering. You know, I, I always measure everything against our our hunter gatherer selves. You know, it, 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 you can't yeah. really depend on the research. It's all over the board. So you know, I always go back and say, well. How does this relate to ourselves as hunter-gatherers? And I'm trying to figure out if these adaptogens are this powerful. I mean, they, you know, yesterday I, I talked about the fact that I just didn't want to do anything yesterday. I had just gotten to this point where yeah. I just didn't want to do anything. Like, I, I was totally happy just laying on the couch, not reading, not watching TV, not doing anything. I just kind of laid there and zoned out. Um, but what I realized was that it's been a long, long time since I could just lay still like that and be 100% comfortable. I was just so, right. my, my mood was right. I didn't feel at all restless. I wasn't, you know, rolling around and trying to get comfortable. I mean, I like hit the couch, didn't budge. And I was just happy and comfortable just laying there. And I did it almost all day. And I thought, I've never been able to go. just relax like this in years. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a miracle. Uh, I, you got to figure too. Even if they weren't eating actively, eating the adaptogens, it's all over in nature. And that, if you're not washing your hands and you're putting your yeah, fresh beer on the ground on top of a bed of mushrooms, and yeah, not that's, getting it anyway. That's kind of what I was I was getting to. I'm glad you brought me back to my point. I got off track there. Um, I, I, where where were we getting all these adaptogens as hunter gatherers? Because the mushrooms we're using don't grow all over the world. Some of them are actually pretty hard to find. Somewhere, as hunter-gatherers, yeah. we must have been getting adaptogens. You know, here's another, there's another area that confuses me, too, along the same lines. Uh, when we talk about cannabinoids, 
we now know, and this is new, yeah. we just learned this recently, our body is loaded with cannabinoid receptors. In fact, we have more cannabinoid receptors than any other kind of receptor in our body. Well, why? Yeah. We know our body makes some cannabinoids, but is that is that the only reason we have these? Or did we interact a lot with hemp? You know, hemp's a natural product, and it doesn't get you high, but it has a sure. lot of the other. I, I just wonder, why are these cannabinoids so powerful, and why do we have so many receptors? Where, where were we getting the cannabinoids? Right. And I kind of feel the same way about these adaptogens. Why are these things so powerful, and where were we getting them as hunter-gatherers? Well, and Wim Hof has mentioned, I don't know where I saw this, oh, but he mentioned point. that yeah. the, his explanation for that is that probably in our earlier evolution, since we can produce them, maybe we produced a whole lot more. Maybe That's it was point. like our mother, you know, endorphin. Yeah. And then as time went on, we stopped producing quite as much, but we held on to the receptors. That, that's a good point. Maybe something about oh, our, our current lifestyle yeah. and diet stops us from producing as much as we used to. You know, he has a saying. I even have a shirt. Oh, thank you. Um, and I've got a shirt that's yeah, got a big, big pair of lungs on it, and it says, get high on your own supply. And yep. that's what he's talking about. Yep. That exactly. the, the, the method of breathing it's, it's, does produce more cannabinoids in our body. Yeah, and even addiction specialists are starting to rely on breathing techniques for craving yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Probably yeah. the same thing. Good point. Because I mean, you do, if you if you breathe like it's a workout, you feel it. You know, yeah. If you just do it half-assed, you don't. You know, you oh, feel yeah. little. But when you try yes. and you push when you're holding and you do all that. I mean, it's pretty crazy how loopy it, you can get. It is pretty crazy. You're right. Yeah. You can, you absolutely yeah. change your physiology. You feel it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to, it's hard to push it that hard and treat it like the X bar where you just go to exhaustion. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I swear I've had an out of body experience I, about I, like I, I, I've had a couple of those too. You get some pretty crazy sensations <laughs> going on. Yeah, I hit my phone and then it's like four and a half minutes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that seemed like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Well, I'm glad you're. Okay, well, uh, I'm I, just wondering. I'm glad you're enjoying the chill cacao. That has become like a, a really oh. favorite part of my day. Ours too. It's a ritual and interesting. Last night we were at the biking football party where we ate all that grain, and my wife was just conked probably from eating grain. And she skipped her cocoa, and she got two and a half hours of REM, which we've never seen before. You know, that's like, the... We were thrilled at an hour and little. Yeah, that's a good point about the adaptogens. Um, so there are some supplements that we take it, and you feel it almost immediately. Cardio Miracle, I kind of feel that within an hour or so of, yes, of consuming it. I do, too. The adaptogens seem to be the opposite. 
like I didn't have any noticeable response to just drinking it in the beginning. I mean, it tasted good. And, you know, right. there's no reason not to. I re- my new recipe now, I use some of my hot honey and heavy cream. And, oh, my God, it's just so damn good. But this seems to be the yeah. opposite, that this builds up over time. Then you start to get the results. Then the results start increasing. And you still get the results even if you don't take it. Like, I can go two or three days sometimes right. without having one of those drinks. I don't like to, but we ran out. I mean, we, we couldn't even get any more of it. We just got some in, um, but I still got the results, even right. though I wasn't taking it every day. Yeah. I'm going to test that out. Cause a lot of the stuff I've read, like with, uh, was it ayahuasca or something? You do cycles. You do it for a couple of weeks, then you take yeah. a week off. Right. And so I'm going to try after her results last night, she woke me up this morning like, what the hell? Because that's just a record-breaking <laughs> REM. Yeah. Because she gets critically low REM, and I get critically low deep. I mean, a big day for me before this was like 30 minutes of deep sleep. Right. And, you know, three hours of REM. And hers is the opposite. Yeah. She is, you know, 15 minutes of REM, and that's on a deep. It just totally does the opposite things. It's uh, and for taste wise, we've noticed just a teeny bit of sweetener. I use like stevia monk fruit, and we split the packet in our cocoa every night. And boy, does that wake that drink up! Like without it, it's, it's kind of okay. Yeah, it's a but little. When you just add a teeny bit of sweet, right? It's a little flat. The flavors are really kind of flat. And if, if, if the other thing you can put in. Um, put in a capful of light yeah. balance. The salt in the light I balance. Have. Okay, yeah, that will really bring out the flavors too. Yeah. Um, I'm using right now. I'm using I've hot, also done hot honey as my sweetener. But one of the products we're developing right now with Biotics is is B8 or inositol. Um, it ends in T-O-L. That means it is one of the carbohydrates. It is a sugar alcohol. It's about yeah. half as sweet as sugar. And inositol is excellent for our adrenals. So this is one of the supplements we're working on with biotics. Um, and you would put this into any of your drinks for the day, your NDK coffee in the morning, the chill cacao later on. It's very, very slightly sweet. It, you, you know, the amount we put in, wow. you don't put in much because it's a pretty powerful. I'm talking like a, yeah. we start with like a quarter of a teaspoon. Um, this stuff's pretty potent. Um, and we okay. might, a teaspoon would be a lot of inositol, but it's really, really good for okay. our adrenals. So that's going to help the adaptogens work even better. Huh. Excellent. Yeah, I'm just blown away. My stress has been my number one and my weight. I'm kind of a, I've always been a fatty. But uh, my stress is something that I just can't. I, I can do long fasts. And with this, now, if I don't eat, you know, a couple hours before midnight, I can just watch my stress drop and my body battery just start climbing. And that just wasn't true before. And it's not like I'm stressed out driving, but I am because I don't feel like I am. 
but I'm at 93 stress right now, and that's 10 hours of my day. And I've never been able to, I honestly, I don't feel stressed. I'm a dedicated, I mean, I drive the same damn road every day. It's not a stressful thing. But for me, it is. But this is the only thing that's touched that besides very strict, clean carnivore and sauna blanket, X bar, all that crap, which is like a second job if you're doing all that stuff. <laughs> I know. It and, is. But this stuff, I have, uh, uh, it's just, it's life-changing. I just you wish know. it were for my people that don't follow this kind of, I just wish it worked for without all the stuff I, we already do. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, here is one of the things I will say, and I'm a little surprised by this myself. I put a lot of work into the physical stress protocols, no doubt. I, I put a lot of time testing yeah. things, trying things. They absolutely work. But what I'm fine, I'm, I'm getting an even oh, yeah. deeper understanding of what's going on here. You know, earlier I said the only thing that really drops my body battery fast now is physical exertion. Well, guess what you right. do so that physical exertion doesn't drop your body battery. That's what the physical stress protocol will, will fix. The more you do the physical stress protocols, the heat, the cold, the breathing, and the resistance, pretty soon you'll be able to do a lot of physical activity without your body battery dropping. Now we can also see our right. body battery drop from mental stress, and that's where the adaptogens come in. That's where we now all of a sudden, yeah. you and I have both shown we put ourselves under those same stressors and our body battery doesn't go down. We're not showing stress. So between the two, the supplements that we're working on, and yeah, and then the physical stress protocol, you'll be able to go through a day and whether it was physically active or mentally stressful and not be broken down by that. Right. Yeah, it seems like uh, just uh, bodies. So it's the same way I feel about the yogurt. We had to quit the yogurt because we, when I diet, I talked to you a while ago about, and it works, but like my hair falls out. Like, you know, <laughs> right. and fingernails break and they stop growing. And so we just got back on the yogurt uh, a couple of weeks ago and after two months without it. And, that's another thing where it's just like the body just knows that's what it wants and everything just improves as soon as you start taking it. It's really remarkable. Yeah, I agree. I, I am uh, now to the point where I'm just, this might be the one area that I say the supplements alone are making a difference. That's fantastic. Okay, I'll let you go. I just wanted to, I think I'm going to keep my mom on it just because she's old and there you uh, go. it's not hurting her. Can't hurt. She also, she was not taking the elixir with the cocoa. Okay. And the cocoa alone, I don't feel. So when I put it, that elixir in there and get it up to 2,000 units, right. I'm like, it's, oh, <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Hey, Dorian, keep me keep me updated on because uh, this seems to be changing for me over time, even. So, 
keep me updated on that. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Gene, welcome to the program. Hey, good day, Kevin. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Hey, I, uh, well, first I got prompted to call in about the, uh, your, uh, your grandchild driver that called in yeah. a bit ago. Yeah. And there, and as the other, another caller had said, there's a lot of tools that Landstar gives us to find, you know, those agents that don't get great, that never hit the load board. Yeah. And uh, so those key things is called lane match. You plug in the city you want to find from and to, you select your trailer type, and you look for those results. I just did that over the weekend because I was looking for a particular lane. Yeah. I had an agent that came up that had 107 loads within the last six months. Wow. On that lane. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, we, I mean, there's, we don't talk about that. Well, we don't talk about Landstar as much as we used to, but um, I, it's, it was years ago we did a show and had them come on and talk about their new mobile app at the time. And the, their technology and tools around this stuff is pretty incredible. It, it, it's phenomenal. And whenever you establish those relationships, um, you know, I told you I, got, I have my 2023 Volvo I'm running around now getting some phenomenal fuel mileage on. I've, uh, all, all but one of my loads since I got this truck. So now going on two months, every one, but one of my loads has been from agents that called me that the load never hit the load. board. And I had three of those calls just this morning. Uh, one I had to turn down cause I had an appointment. I couldn't do it. Uh, another one I had, uh, already taken. And then uh, another agent called me again for another load because I re- they didn't know that I had the other load on me yet, but, uh, you know, it's, I, a lot of my freight just comes from those agents that I you know, have those relationships with. Yeah, exactly. And I found, and I found some of the, well, some of those are just local to me and I, you know, I've stumbled into them, but I have one of my agents bringing one back from Texas that, and I wanted to find out what's going to get me to Texas regularly because this freight coming back is regular. So I simply did the lane match and there was over, there was actually two different agencies that had over a hundred loads going the opposite way that I wanted to go. And I called them both up and we, you know, we're formulating a plan to, you know, bridge that gap. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the tools are there. You they are. You just have yeah. to utilize them and going down through. And, uh, and also on another note with my new Volvo, I went to Cleveland and I loaded 74,000 gross and went from Cleveland to Laredo, Texas, and I was at 9.2 miles a gallon. Outstanding. And then uh, I got a little bit later. I only had 10,000 coming back. But, uh, I had I filled up at Effingham, Illinois. With the whole way to Laredo, I picked up 60 gallons of buffer fuel just to get me back up because fuel was cheaper in Effingham. Yeah. And, and when I came back from Effingham to Laredo back to Effingham, and I was at 9.42 miles per gallon on that tank. Wow. Good stuff. And this truck only, and the truck only has 13,000 miles, so we're nowhere near broken. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. But, uh, but yeah, within, uh, it works well. The Landstar system, I mean, if you're in it, utilize the tools that are there because there's a lot of good functional tools there to help you succeed. Yep. It, uh, it does dishearten yeah. me a little bit that uh, they're no longer in communications with you, but, you know. It's, yeah, well, like I said, happens, no big deal. 
uh, I know there's a lot of us within the Landstar system that still, you know, listen to your advice and we we excel from your advice. And like I said, just because somebody up there was a little more woke than they should have been and panicked and got rid of me doesn't change the fact that they're still a great company to be contracted to. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done extremely well in the last few years with, yeah. with the Landstar system. And it's, you, you know, and the you know, other thing, we, there's something else we know about Landstar, and it's really good news for the contractors there right now. We know that if we go back to the peak of rates, sometimes you guys weren't getting the peak. And that's because Landstar has, and they've always been this way, they they manage for the long term. They didn't go to their good customers and raise rates on them just because they could. They could have, and a lot of companies did. Landstar tends not to. We've seen this pattern for a long time. When rates are at their peak, Landstar contractors might be slightly below that most of the time. But when the economy turns and the rates tank, you guys usually end up 10 or 15 or 20% higher than the averages because Landstar maintains their customers over the long term, um, and that works. And that, that also speaks whenever, yeah, we knew the economy was going you know, to change on us and not in a good way. And that's when I started focusing on more of my agents to have the, the dedicated freight and paying more attention to running their lanes, Yeah, which gets me that foundation. Now, whenever you know, the rates are coming down a little bit more, when I did look at the load board, I was kind of shocked by how badly it dropped off because the rates I've been running have been well above right. that. You know, before when we were mediocre, we weren't at the top. But now, yeah, rates are dropping a good bit, and I'm still I'm on I'm on the upper side of that now. I mean, we're, yeah, we're getting that's, good, good yep. money. We're not getting outstanding money, correct? But we're getting good money. Yep, that that and that's a pretty clear pattern with them. Yeah. Other than that, that's about all I got. Uh, well, I guess the last thing I just want to do a follow up: uh, Are you still uh, going through that book on electronics that I lent you? I, I refer to it quite often. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's not a it's not a two week book. It's a little bit longer than that. Yeah, it's it's more of a reference. You know, I, I read through it, and you yeah. it kind of gives me a much better picture. But then, as I encounter problems or issues, I go back to it and try to figure out why I'm. We had a weird one the other day. I've always heard about this, but I guess in my mind, it never clicked what it really meant. We had a brownout in our town. I, I mean, I've heard of that. I know California does it. I know there are some states that um, if you're willing to go on their special therm or their special um, electrical panel where they can kind of control the power at your house, they give you discounts and then they tell you, well, if we need power, we're going to cut your power back. I mean, I've heard about those things. Never dawned on me how that really works. So we had a power outage. Um during the storm a week or two ago and our power went out, came back on within about 30 seconds, but nothing was working right. The lights were dim. Some appliances wouldn't come on at all. Some would come on and then they'd go off. Everything was just acting weird. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, I stick a voltmeter in the wall. I only had 52 volts. 
you probably uh, one of your phases. Because you're going to have different lines coming in with different supplies when in a different phase. And when sometimes when the switches come back on, they're not yep. putting all of those three three power lines in effect at the same time, and they get out of phase. Well, no. What happened was this was um, this was planned. They were they they brought some of the power back online, and they were trying to spread it around. So they actually lowered the voltage. Right. It, it was probably because you have three normally on a normal residentials you'll have 220 lines and a, and a neutral yeah and sometimes you'll have three coming if you heard a three phase if they if they're only supplying one of those legs of the three that's where you can get that reduced voltage coming in yeah so it, it you it's still being, had being, lights and you could run some small appliances, but uh, other than that, there wasn't much working. Yeah. So, yes, I, I appreciate it. It, uh, it has become, uh, I know I'm going to return it to you. <laughs> that was the deal, but uh, it's kind of become a, a reference piece for me, and I'm still learning from it. So thank you for that. Let's, uh, let's go to Texas. Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, Kevin, uh, Mark in uh, Houston area, the car hauler, uh, just going to go over some uh, numbers with you that, uh, you know, when I first called you back in, uh, I guess it was the end of April, and said, hey, I got a problem. Uh, I think I'm overpaying for this dispatch service or whatever. So, you know, it was like the first quarter of last year, I was averaged like 349 all miles, and I paid 8%. Well, I got rid of them, and... Chips. I mean, I'm, in the last six months, I've done one spot rate, rate, no, way longer than that, back to Memorial Day. And it's just hauling cars out of Houston, getting to Louisiana, uh, going over to Georgia, picking up, coming back for this one, mainly this one company now. And, you know, when you build relationships like you were talking about, it's like they have an internal board that, you know, if you're contracted with them or signed up with them, you can log into and so I booked the load the other night and this morning I was going to work going down the free port to load looked on there they put a load already on there and it's they didn't even put it on the board they he just gave it to me and uh you know just building a relationship so anyway so I got up early this morning added all my numbers together that uh because I have you know I use Paul's bookkeeper but uh which everything's going to the accountant now as of yesterday. So I, I, I added my miles up. And so now last year, all miles, 361 a mile. That's all miles. And on revenue of $450,231. So I was told it couldn't be done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it. And, uh, uh, you know, this build relationship, and I thank you, and I thank Paul. It's like you build relationships, and, you know, thank Mike Beckett. I mean, you know, I got a problem with the tire. I call Mike Beckett. He just answers the question right then and there. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, you know, you reach out to these people, and, you know, I just I hear all these success stories that you've had on there, and I'm like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be able to, you know, 
be up there in that group. Yeah. You know, and it, it hasn't been easy. I mean, it's been easy, but it hasn't been easy because it's been eight years to get to where I'm at. And, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, one of the ways I look at it, the way you just said that, it because it, I've had that same feeling, is sometimes I look back and go, oh, well, that was easy. And then other times I look back and go, well, hell, it wasn't. I did a lot of work. Um, here's the yeah. thing. What is more difficult now you've been able to experience both? It is work and effort to, to do this, to create the relationships, to know your numbers. All of those things are work. There's no doubt about it. But it's a whole lot more work to own a business that you're struggling in. You know, it's a whole lot more work when you're, you're wondering if you're going to be able to make your truck payment or you're worried about a breakdown. or So, yeah, there, there's work and effort here, but it's a whole lot better than the alternative. And it's just not work. To me, it's not even work now. I worked yeah, right. before. I worked in a high-rise. and You have to answer emails to somebody you can't stand and all like that, and they get attitudes with you. I mean, yeah. if you look at the movie Office Space, I lived that, I lived that type of environment working for an energy company uh before i got back into the trucking business and it was like i mean it, it was i was working in the transportation end of it but it was like i never want to go back and work in a high rise again i that was just the most miserable thing the most miserable thing in the world yeah and now it's like I, people's like you work all the time i mean eh, well it's not really work to me i'm just out here doing <laughs> it and it's like you know I, I people pay me a lot of money to get their cars to where they need to go and and you know, here's another thing. It's like I call these guys, and I'm like, "Okay, this has been picked up. It's delivered. It's, even though it's on the app, it's like I let them know, and it's like, here, this is what I'll be getting here at this time, and all like that." And they appreciate that because even company drivers and all. I've been told by some some people I work with, another carrier that uh, the lady that if I need work from them, she's like, nobody ever tells me when it's delivered. I send her the BOLs and all like that, and it's like I, I just you know because I'm appreciative. of of what they do for, you know, the work they give me, I'll just let them know, hey, I've done this, it's done, it's complete, everything's good, you know, and if, if I have a problem, well, I am, if there's a problem, I ask, I screwed up or whatever, and it's like, I don't lie to them, and I'm honest with them, and they appreciate that, and it's like, you know, you just, you build these relationships out there, and it's like, it's, I, I, I sit there, and I'm like amazed at the fact that, I guess, you know, I was like, I guess they must really like what I'm doing because they keep giving it to me. And it's like, I mean, and I struggled at the beginning of that. And, you know, I probably was with that dispatch service longer than I should have been with them. But once I got away with them, it's like, got away from them. It's like, my revenue really increased a whole lot more. <laughs> Despite the fact that they paid 8%, I increased it more. Right. And, and they, were, they told me, you'll never run those routes in the South like that. You'll never do that. Uh, yeah, but it's like right. you know, if, if it can be done, it can be done, and you know, you you sit there and stress with people that's about knowing their. You got to know your numbers, and it's like you know, I, I put every fuel load in the in the in the fuel in the fuel gauges. I, I track my DEF. I, I just do that. It's a habit now, and it's like. You know, I look for patterns of things going wrong, and it's like you know, I built a relationship with Pittsburgh Power. I use the catalyst. I use, I use all the tools that you've presented out there, Nasdaq fuel card, all of that, and and it's like, you know, people just don't. I don't understand why people can't. You know, you know, look at look at the, look at what you say and go ahead and just, you know, because I was scared to call in the beginning when I because I was like everything everything you 
you said I was doing wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't call you. I'm like, I'm doing it wrong. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I got to fix this. And so, you know, I met Paul and then, you know, I, I, I just, I got with it. I, I, got, I got the accounting. And then the whole thing about the accounting is like, you know, I knew what my NAN numbers were. I just had to put the miles together to get the, right. to get the mile, all right. miles. And yeah. it's like, you know, and when you have that, and you know what you're, you know, you're going to have this revenue. It's like I paid off, I paid off forty thousand dollars in credit card bills last year. It was pure debt, gone, out of the way. Don't That's have to worry awesome. about that no more. That's so awesome. So yeah, hey, you, you know what? So uh, I just really appreciate. I just really appreciate you and everybody that participates well you're you're welcome i appreciate the tribe and all the support we get you know what i see as one of my biggest challenges in 2023 and and i say this kind of tongue-in-cheek but not completely i i have got to be careful i'm pretty sure as 2023 progresses I'm going to be tempted to say, I told you so a lot, but nobody likes to hear that. So I, I probably should not do that, but it's going to be very, very tempting. You, you just think about all the things we've I been mean, talking about for the last five or six years around health, how much we've proven that as crazy as it sounded eight years ago, it all works. It's all true around the vaccine. All that information is coming out around money. Started saying five years ago, start paying down your debt, saving cash. Bad times are coming. I, and, and none of this is is mine alone. I didn't come up with all this stuff on my own. There are a lot of other people saying it too. But we've all been saying it for quite some time now, several years, and it's been mostly ignored. Except now it's all coming home to roost. Well, you know... I'm, I, I sit there and give you these because they give me my numbers and all, not to brag, but to say it can be done. Exactly. I'm doing it. That, that's our and point. Right. I started with, I mean, I, I, I started out being horrible. I made all these mistakes and it's like, and I kept changing because I'm like, it's got to get better. I, I'm just not going to give up. It's got to get better. And, it, and finally in the last year, it just all starts, you know, building those relationships, seeking out the, the, the companies that, 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 that have the, the cargo, particular cargo you want to haul, you know, getting to know them, being reliable, and, and just doing what you say you're going to be doing. Yeah, and, that's right. I mean, it is customer service. They're your customers, yes. and you just, you know, they pay you a lot of money to just tell them, hey, it's delivered, and it's like... There you go. And, and you know, I'll do another one, and I don't tell them no, and it's like, if it's, and I told them, I said, you said this one time before, and I told them when I... I went in there one day and I brought them some pies around Christmas, Thanksgiving. I said, I'll do whatever load you want me to do. I'm like, so, and he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, why not? You, 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 uh, you know. Yeah, so Mark, think it think about think about the types of callers we might get on this show. You know, we get people who call in, and you know, it's the broker's fault, it's the lousy lease purchase. I mean, on and on and on. There's reasons why they're struggling. Those people are always angry, upset, unhappy. They're struggling. Then you listen to the calls where people just do the stuff, you know, that we've been talking about for years, and they're excited and optimistic and positive, and it's not brain surgery. This stuff works. And let me tell you one other thing. 
it's important to have gratitude. It's ah, important to be thankful. It's important. To, it's important to tell people that you deal with, your bookkeepers, your friends, and any you know that you appreciate what they're doing yep. for you and thank them and let them know that you appreciate what's going on. And, and it might not. And, and everybody needs to hear positive reinforcement. I can't be negative. I have to be positive. And it's like, you know, you said it at the beginning of COVID. Do control the things you can control and don't worry about the things you can't control. Yep. And you take care of business that way. And it's like this morning on the way down to work, it was like, I just put some music on and listened to it. And I just had gratitude. I was being appreciative of the things. <laughs> it's going to be a great day or week and all like that. And it's like, you know, and even when I looked in there, I pulled up that app, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" He put him, he, he got, got my return letter. I didn't even have to call and ask. It's like, and I'm going to call him here a little bit and then thank him for all of that. And it's like, you know, you just be reliable, and then you know, it takes care of itself. And it's yeah. like, I'm, I mean, it, you know, sometimes it does take some luck, but it's like you just have to keep after it, and just find there's a will, there's a way, and. You know, it's, there you go. I mean, I'm glad yep. I'm doing what I'm doing because, you know, I mean, if people that don't know, haven't watched Office Space, you, you watch that, it's like, that's a miserable environment. It really <laughs> is. And yeah, it's no like, doubt. you know, the, I, I can't imagine working in that type of atmosphere anymore. I can't even imagine. I thank God every day when I get up that I don't have to be a part of that. There you go. You know, because I really do. It, that, that, Mark, I just looked at the calls. I got to cut you loose. I got calls just piling up. We're going to run out of time here in a little bit. Um, don't you just love the enthusiasm in his voice? That I that that jazzes me. I I love when I get calls like that, and people start doing this. They start doing the hard work, and it builds and builds, and then you hear this excitement, and they know the possibility. I just love that. The calls are just piling up on me here. Let's go to uh, where are we going? Paul, where are you? I am in Nebraska. How are you doing? Oh, good. Nebraska. All right. I'm doing wonderful. What's on your mind today? <laughs> um, I was doing some research on the Pittsburgh Power Ratio spreadsheet they had, and uh, the trucks I'm looking at has the 12-speed endurance, and I noticed that that transmission wasn't on there. I was just hoping you could help me with two ratios and what those RPMs would be at a certain speed. I can't. Um, here's what you've got to do. Transmission ratios are all over the board. There's so many models of transmissions, one letter different in the model number and yeah, everything I, uh... changes. So you, the only way I'm ever confident of these is we get the model number off the transmission and we go and look it up and you will be able to, to, to download a ratio chart of every gear in that transmission. But we've got to get the model number and we've got to go look it up. Yeah, I looked it up and saw that the 11th gear was the direct and the 12th, okay. I think, was 0.77. Okay, perfect. And uh, all I needed to know was that uh, with the 22.5 at 67 miles an hour with two different ratios is what I've been finding for the truck I'm looking for. What ratios? 264s or 279s. Tell me about your operation. 
I am uh, hauling feed and feed ingredients, grossing 80000 in van, doing uh, the Midwest. Okay. Nothing off-road? Every once in a while, I go to a farmer's land, but that's just dirt roads. Nothing yeah, too crazy. Not a big deal. Um, I would just ignore the 279s. I would just go at the 264s every time on this one. Okay. Uh, that's what I was leaning towards. Yeah. It's just you, on the ones I'm looking at 579 ultra loss, and it's either 264s, 279s, or 308s. Yeah, I'd, I'd stick with the 264s on this. All right. Well, that's all I needed to know. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Texas this time. Danny, welcome to the program. Good morning there, Kevin. A quick question. This is the first time I've been on this program with you since you're on this one. Do I need to turn the speaker off and have it on regular phone? Uh, No, you sound okay. Go ahead. Okay. I just wanted to make sure there. Hey, um, I have a uh, little girl. She's seven years old. And uh, like about a year ago, she she had a, a like a panic attack. Uh, I guess it was an anxiety attack. And okay. uh, we tried to get her with the uh, um, with the natural pet uh, doctor in our area. Okay. And she subscribed her some stuff from nothing from uh, it was like a, and I don't have the the name because she didn't use it that much. But it was a natural herb, and it was kind of where she where she would drink it, and uh, it was giving her like where the the natural herb the reactions for her was is she was getting like like uh where she couldn't eat the regular food because it was as soon as she ate that uh, the herb i guess it was like kind of like rolled up her stomach i guess where she wasn't really one that she her appetite i guess for regular food so we, we stopped it after a little bit and uh well, i've never really been able to find another uh natural doctor around that area to, to get something else or find out what went wrong or whatever. Um, but what I was wondering was, is that she has like a, to me, the, the heartbeat, the heartbeat is, is a kind of fast, but the, the mother was saying that, you know, the little kids that they have different heartbeats from ours. Do you, do you know anything about that? That their heartbeats are faster than adults? Uh, yeah, that that's not unusual. That doesn't mean that just that it's normal. I mean, we still have to take it into account and make sure it's normal. What did you say? She was eleven. Did it, is that right? Uh, seven. Seven. She's seven right seven. now. Um, yeah. and, and what is the current issue right now? I, it's hard for me to go back and comment on whatever supplement they were given because we don't know what it is. If I knew what it was, I might be able to figure that out. And, and I'm, I was a little confused. You said once she started taking the supplement, she couldn't eat regular food or what did I, what was that about? Yeah. Because, um, yeah. Cause what happened was she, she, she was saying that, you know, once she took the medicine that it would, it was making her stomach like nauseous or something. And she wasn't able to, to eat the regular food when it was time to eat dinner or oh, whatever well, lunch. Well, that's it, a- it, she was saying she was like, and, and what was this supplement supposed to help with the anxiety? The racing heart? Yes. Yeah, well, it's supposed to help with the, yeah, with the anxiety. Yeah, any supplement that makes us nauseous, so nauseous that we can't eat, that's probably not a good fit. It doesn't mean that, that that's a bad supplement. It's just sometimes some things don't uh, 
interact well with, with certain people, but without knowing what it was, there isn't much I can com- comment on that. So she's not taking that anymore. And now we're back to dealing with the racing heart and the anxiety. Is that where we are now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is when she's like, cause she's had like, like issues where she's been scared and where like people died in the family from violence or, you know, so she's, you know, she's around a lot of violence. This where her surroundings are at, you know, okay. this, the areas and all that thing. Yeah. So she's always been kind of like, they hear like fireworks or gunshots, you know, it, it sends her heart racing. And, uh, you know, it says, you know, is that's it. That is how it's been for about two years since the pandemic. And that kind of made it worse a little bit, you know, being locked yeah. up and, you know, having some people well, it, it's, die. Um, it, but I was it's criminal what we did to our children with the mask mandates and forcing them to wear masks and then keeping them out of school and keeping them out of their activities. This is a become a very, very big problem for our children. Um, and speaking of that, there's one other thing I have to ask. Did she get the vaccine? No. Oh, no, I, I, I refuse that. I would not. No. Okay. The, her sisters got it, you know, the mom, the doctor. You know, because they have to have it for school. But I, you know, I, I didn't, I, I didn't let him, I didn't let her get it. You know, because okay. her daughters, I couldn't really control. You know, but they're my stepdaughters, right? And you know, they, they're they're school, right? But okay. for mine, I kind of so, forced the issue on mine. And, no and good, because that until that would have certainly complicated this. Um, what about her diet? Well, well, that's another thing right there. I, you know, I since I'm on the road so much, uh, I, I try and have them, you know, eat, you know, like uh, the organic stuff or you know stuff like that. But I, I can't this, force them to do it because the mom, right? When so, I'm not there, and, and this is a case where with the regular food. You know, this is a case where organic isn't going to matter. I mean, you if you eat the standard American diet, but it's 100 percent organic. You may be a tiny uh-huh. bit healthier than people who eat the standard American diet, non-organic, but you will not be healthy. It just, just eating organic food doesn't do much of anything. I mean, we've got to get her off the standard American diet. We've got to eliminate the grains. I think if you could do that one thing, if you could just eliminate grains 100%, this would resolve itself. Okay, that's all the the. Well, I already have all that list not stuff already, like the from the uh, from a long time ago. But that's like the rice. That's like no the right the the right the okay rice is the brown rice. No white, and not a lot of that. A little white bit rice. of white rice wouldn't be a problem. Don't eat brown rice at all, and nothing with wheat. That's the biggest offender by far. Wheat, oats, barley. Um, cereals, breads, pastas, cookies, cakes, crackers, everything's got wheat in it, and that's one of the biggest offenders. Um, If she stays on the standard American diet and she still has a grain-heavy diet, which I'm sure she does, there's nothing we're going to do that's going to make much of a difference here. And I can tell you what's going to happen. Eventually, this will get worse. Uh, some doctor is going to put your seven or eight year old on an SSRI. We see it happen all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I've been fighting with the mom about. You know, not and I, she's been I, trying to get her to go. I, I 
I am under the impression, and I one of the books on this topic by Kelly Brogan um, pointed this out as well. There's some documentation that shows taking SSRIs, even for a very, very short period of time, changes our brain permanently. Oh, yeah, we don't want to do that. So you got we, a smart brain. <laughs> I, I can promise you if somebody puts her on SSRIs, she might get a little bit of relief in the beginning. Eventually, it won't work. They'll start adding other medications, and her health will be wrecked. We want to do everything we can to avoid somebody putting her on some sort of mental health medication. They just don't work. Her, her issues are diet, and the anxiety can be resolved with diet alone. But it, but but if you don't okay. change the diet, I'm not sure that much of anything is going to help. Is it going to get worse? Yes, it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe I'm going to try and see if I can start looking around for another, like another one, because the lady that, that was helping her out, she just disappeared and all. She disappeared because she was out of Austin and she was doing like a tele telehealth. Or like she'd come to a like El Paso area, like yeah. every once in a while, because that's where she was originally from. So, in between going back and forth to Austin, we lost contact with her, and she never uh, she never responded back. We you know, you know it was you know so it was after that she was going to try and figure out what happened with that medicine that that she had subscribed her, but uh, we never heard nothing back from her after that. You know <laughs> so, it, what it, happened there. <laughs> It's not that I'm against working with somebody because it certainly can help a lot. But honestly, this is a case I don't think it's necessary. You know, again, they, you know, that doctor obviously didn't push much on the diet issue, right? No. Yeah, so I, I, no. I, I can she, promise she, you, if you, if you don't address the diet, you're not going to resolve this. So it, it, honestly, we don't need a doctor. We don't need a bunch of supplements. We don't need a bl- bunch of blood work. The, the single biggest thing that's going to make this better is her diet. And if we can't change her diet for whatever reason, then don't waste your money at a bunch of functional medicine doctors who are just going to keep loading her up with supplements. And then you'll go to a new doctor and that doctor will go, and I'm talking about functional medicine doctors here, or naturopaths. They're not all good. Obviously, this one wasn't. If if she wouldn't address the diet and thought these supplements were going to help and then they made her nauseous, I mean, that's not a very good track record. But I, I just don't yeah. think a doctor's necessary here. I mean, really, fix her mm-hmm. diet. Get her off of the standard American diet. Hell, honestly, if we could get her to eat carnivore, I can't imagine how hard that might be for a seven-year-old girl coming off the standard American diet, but carnivore would fix this pretty damn quick. And that's just the meats, right? Just the meat, animal greens. products. No, not greens. Animal. Not greens. No vegetables. Not if we're sticking with carnivore. Oh, the, the fewer vegetables she eats, the faster this will resolve. The more animal products she eats, the faster this will resolve. Meat, fish, eggs, cheese, dairy. Okay, meat, okay. And bacon, bacon's good for. Is it meat? For meat, yeah, bacon. Sure. Pork. Sure, pork. I love pork. Okay. 
Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get that thing, and and you wouldn't have to know where you can find out what a nat- what what a regular heartbeat should be for a seven year old, do you? Uh, wh- how, what's her size, roughly, height and weight? Uh, oh boy, she's. I don't even know. To be honest with you, I don't even know. She's tall and skinny. It, yeah, well, okay, so, so if her resting heart rate is in the 80s, that wouldn't bother me at all. Mine's in the 40s, low 50s, but if hers were in the 80s, that wouldn't bother me at all. What kind of numbers is she spiking at? I don't even know. To oh, be yeah. honest, I, I tried to have the mom go take her down, and I don't even know what they're, I just know they're, they're rapid, there's a constant rapid. So like, and I don't know, you know, I one of the, the mom to go down there and figure something. This could be a specific food reaction. There may be a food in her diet that she's eating every day. And that one food could be the cause of that racing heart. Now you could do a food sensitivity okay. test. And if it turns out we can find that culprit by testing, and if we can, you know, maybe not change the entire diet, but if we can get one food out, we might be able to make some improvements. Okay. Yeah, we can try that out right there. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, we have a food test okay. in our store. It's called the FIT test, F-I-T. The fit test. I've got to write, writing that down. I'm sitting down right now. Fit test. Yeah. So if you do a fit test and then you can call me and we'll go over it, we should be able to, if there is a specific food causing this, and it could be, this test should identify it for us. Okay. Perfect there. Um, well, I appreciate your help there. And uh, one, one question for you there. One more uh, quick one. You remember the, the the shocks down there? I was trying to remember the name. I couldn't remember them for nothing. Road, the ones that are Rocky King. Ford, Colorado. Road, yeah, Road King. Um, uh, well, I know those guys, are, I think they went out of business, right? Because they're having issues trying to get, uh, trying to fix some shocks for me last time. And I don't think they're up and going anymore. Um, have you ever heard of that uh, HD Bulldog Sharks? I don't think I have seen those, no. Okay. Um, what, what, what would be ones you recommend to, that, that are similar to the Road Force ones that uh, that people have out right now? Is there anybody that you know of? Or I, I'm not recommending any specific shock right now. I don't have a relationship with anybody. I haven't done the research on it. So as of right now, I have no recommendation for a premium shock. Okay. All righty. Well, that's all, that's all we had there. I appreciate you guys and have a good day there. Appreciate right. your help. Thanks for the call. Let's go to North Carolina. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. What's on your mind I today? I got a question about draining my oil. I got okay. a question about draining my oil. Bruce called me, the, uh, Bruce called me uh, last week and he was, went over my oil sample and he said, I got to get my oil out of there because my silicon is like at 28. Oh, yeah. You got to get that out of there. So he wants me to go over the piping from my air filter to the turbo. Make sure I'm not now, got a leak there. Now, let me, let me ask you one question just so we're not chasing the wrong thing here. Had anybody opened up that engine recently? No. Okay. 
then this is dirt and we got to find where it's coming from. So Bruce's advice is exactly what I would have told okay. you. Okay. So here's my question. Now, um, he called me and asked me if I, if I seen that sample and I had left home on the 22nd on vacation and I didn't, it kind of slipped my mind. And when he called me about it, I went back through and somehow it got to my junk mail. But, uh, then we went over it and that truck's been sitting since the, the 20th of December. I'm headed back home now to drain that. Would it hurt anything since that's been sitting for practically a month just to open that up and drain it out overnight? Or should I start it up and warm that oil up before I drain it? I always like to drain oil hot. We, we just get, you know, better results. It less is going to cling to the engine parts. And what engine is this? Uh, MX-13. Okay, that one, the ISX is one I really like to do that with. That seems as all kinds of galleys everywhere that holds oil. But I, I, yeah, I, I don't like to drain cold oil. I, I would bring it up to operating temperature and then drain it. Okay. Uh, especially, right. at, and this isn't right. a huge deal, but silicon sometimes we have a hard time getting rid of. I, and that's why I mentioned the ISX. It, sometimes it'll really hang around in the ISX because it's hard to drain that engine completely. So we want to make sure we get this oil drained the, the best way we can. Okay. So you're saying I shouldn't take it up the operating temperature. I thought with it sitting for a month, everything would surely be drained in the, in the oil pan. And I thought maybe it'd be best just to open it up and drain it overnight. Yeah, I, I, I still prefer getting it. You know, there there are deposits that could be hanging out. and pl I prefer to get that oil circulating, hot, and and blended kind of is, is what we mean, that, that we get all of the contaminants kind of incorporated into the oil and then get it drained out. Okay. Okay. And I got one other question then. That was, uh, that truck originally had a nine speed in converted to a 13. Before uh, it was converted, uh, its seventh gear was the direct drive. Once they convert them to a 13, 13 speed, does that make 11th gear direct drive then, or does that change that? Now it should be 11th. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. All right. That's all I need. Thanks for the call. Let's Thank go you. to Ohio. Herschel, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Well, before I go into my follow-up from a couple weeks ago, whatever happened to uh, Melissa Grimm and Russ Morgan and Dale Howard. I thought their 101 show was pretty darn good. It was. Um, Dale's still around. We haven't heard much from Dale, so I'm not really sure why. I know Russ and uh, Rebecca are still around. I know Lisa talks to Rebecca occasionally. Seems like I just saw them in the last... Well, maybe not. Um, I don't know what happened with Melissa. I don't think I've heard much from her. Um, 
know, her and Rick split up. I, I don't know. And I, I, you know, I go back and listen to some of those episodes. I, I thought it was a great show uh, and it was getting better. Um, and that is one of the shows we're looking at bringing yeah. back. I just have to find a host for that one. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I listen to when you don't have anything going on. I listen to the old 101, <laughs> the going in order. Yeah. <laughs> they're, pre- they're pretty good, actually. I, I, they are. Right? Ralph and, Morgan is a riot. Oh, my I, God. He is so daggone funny. Yeah, he is. He is funny. You know, that's a show I don't feel like I'm qualified to do. I don't know what it's like putting the first year into trucking now. Well, I don't know that I could even do it. I've been doing this for <laughs> right. oh, 32, yeah. 34 years, something like that. Yeah, so I, I, I love Long the fact time. that, you know, we had people that, that uh, stepped up, and, and uh, that is a show that's on our list to bring back. We just have to find a host. Huh, interesting. Okay, Um Thought I'd kind of follow up, and sorry I didn't make this one on Wednesday, but for whatever reason, every time Wednesday comes around, something goofy is going on, and I just can't seem to get it in. Herschel, you know what that is? What? That is what Stephen Pressfield refers to as the resistance. That's the world conspiring against you. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It is. It's the resistance. So, um... The resistance. There you go. I like it. Yeah. When it comes to, when I talked to you before, well, before I go there, uh, this guy, I've known this guy forever. I know him. He actually trained me as a salesman 30 years ago before I started in the big trucks. And, um, since retiring from that job, believe it or not, I used to run a potato chip route. That's what I did. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Since he quit, he has went on, and he really did do the formal go to the university education the whole nine yards. He is a psychiatrist now, but he does it more as part of his mission because he is a pastor. Okay. So he don't even he don't want he don't want anything for it because it's just his way of giving back. Got it. And I. I don't know that he would want to try to prescribe any pharmaceutical, which I don't want to do anyway. Right. What do you think about that as being an outlet for me just to talk to Phil and maybe he can scramble my eggs so they look like a egg that wasn't broken and cracked. I, I don't absolutely. know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't not do it. I would go give it a try, see how it goes. I'm with you. Pharmaceuticals are out. Um, I, uh, I, I don't believe, I, I believe even less in pharmaceuticals for mental health issues now than I do for all the other issues. I mean, I, I'm that much of a believer that there aren't any drugs that solve this for anybody, uh, that this is a metabolic, you know, issue. Um, but talking that, that, that actually can have an impact if they're good and, and maybe he is and, if he doesn't want to accept anything for his services, find out if you can what one of his favorite charities are and make a donation to him. But yeah, I would say give it a shot. Okay, and then when I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, you you mentioned some new supplement stuff, and I've heard you reference it from time to time. I think you call it adaptogen, and it sounds to me like that they have 
a lot of mushroom at their base for an ingredient. But my question around that is I was diagnosed as a child with allergies, grass, trees, dust, mold, pollen, dogs, cats, blue cheese salad dressing <laughs> has mold in it. Sulfur. I, I took, I took allergy shots twice a week. So when it, and mold is what a mushroom is really. Um, so fun, I don't know if fun, I dare uh, fungus. try that stuff. Fun, I, fungus and molds are two very different things. Okay. They're both living, but they're very, very different things. Okay. So I would try the adaptogens. In I, fact, I'll curious. give you a very specific recipe to try. Two of them, actually. So are you doing a morning drink at all like an NDK coffee? Uh, just coffee black straight up. That's it. How come? I don't really have a good answer for that. Have you ever tried NDK coffee? I did. I thought it was a little weird. I don't know why. Um, basically, what it comes down to is in my head. <laughs> so, well, I have another idea for you then. I, I think. So screwed up. Oh, no, go ahead. I want to hear this. Um. I just, I don't care anymore. Oh, okay. I, I actually said something to my, I actually, I actually said something to my wife the other day. And when I try to talk to her about things, she kind of gets a little huffy because she is extremely blunt. She's very smart, <laughs> extremely blunt. And she basically says, pull your head out of your ass. It's not that big a deal. Who cares? She's one of those kinds. It's not bad but advice. I actually said to her the other day, I actually said to her the other day, because she thinks I'm about half nuts above what maybe I really am. <laughs> yeah. I said, Jenny, my only worth, and this is where I am, my only worth to this society now is the money that I can make going to work. That's it. I bought this other truck, and it's, Oh my God, this thing has raked me on repairs, yeah. $18,000 in the first <laughs> eight weeks. Yeah. Um, but that is, that's down to where I'm at. My only worth is the money that I can make. And now I'm not even doing that hardly. Got my it. profit so, gauges is the, oh my God. Yeah. Well, let's not, talk, let's not talk about you. You may be one of the few calls I'll ever say, let's not talk about your profit gauges. Um, I, I, I was going to give you, I can give you two options and then I'll tell you which one I I think you should try. If you just want to stick with your black coffee, um, you could order decaf. Can you handle decaf for a while? Regular decaf coffee? Yeah, I got some in the cabinet. Okay, so... In, in our store, we have a decaf ground coffee. You're just buying coffee. It's a decaf, and it's got the reishi infused into the beans itself, into the coffee itself. So you could just drink that black, and you're going to get reishi. That's one way, and I, I would recommend you try it, and I'm going to give you another drink in the evenings. The other option would be try the NDK coffee. And I would try the. Have you ever tried brain octane? Do we know if you're sensitive to it or not? 
I have some in at home in the cabinet, and for whatever reason, I don't use it. And I think at the root of it, and I've actually let my vitamin D expire, dumbass. <laughs> so I need to get some more of that. Um, I guess maybe in my head, I'm down to just, well, pardon the French, but fuck it. It ain't working yeah. anyway. No, I, I, I know. And that's what I'm trying to get past. And that is your brain right. malfunctioning. Your your malfunction is causing you to malfunction more. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, I can tell you one other thing that is maybe a, a clue to you about where I'm at. You know them lighters that you can light your gas grill with? It's got it's like a really long cigarette lighter. Yeah. If I was a if I was a firecracker, you were going to light my fuse. You better have one of them dudes. It's about four feet long because I'll probably blow up before you can get away from it. My Got fuse it. is so short anymore. Just that that oh, makes ridiculous. sense. Now that makes sense. When you get to that point where things don't really matter much anymore, then you will be frustrated and angry all the time because your your mind is like, why the hell am I doing any of this stuff? And you're just aggravated. That, that makes total sense. Doesn't surprise right. me. Ketones are really, really good for our brain. And I, I want to start doing everything we can to get your brain functioning better. And ketones will do it. And the best way to get the ketones for me is in the NDK coffee in the morning. So I would recommend the butter and the brain octane. And then we could also, now that we've got this mix going, we could add the Rishi elixir. The elixir is almost pure mushrooms. And we add it to our coffee in the morning. Or we can add it to the evening drink we do. Either one. But this way... You're going to get Rishi in the coffee, the decaf coffee. You're going to get Rishi in the chill cacao that we're going to make at night. And then we can add the super Rishi, which is the elixir, to either the morning or the evening drink, whichever one. I have a feeling. And, and you think? I, I am going to predict that within about two weeks to a month, this doesn't happen quickly. This takes some time. I don't know if we have to build up certain levels or what's really going on. But in the beginning, you might not feel much of anything. And then all of a sudden, and you did you hear the caller earlier that talked about starting this and all the changes? And I mean, he started it about two months ago. Uh, I did, but mushroom and here here again this is my negative ass mind here we go again <laughs> but mushroom I, i've done two food sensitivity tests and both of them brought up mushroom do you think i dare try it so the greasy and the mushroom part so have you do you eat have you ever eaten mushrooms of any kind i freaking love mushrooms especially so, them so Morels you find in the woods. Oh, oh man, my I, God. Yeah, I love morels. So if you're eating mushrooms. I've never been able to find them. I have it, to buy them. But. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I keep, I have, I I keep have threatening to go out and learn how to do it, but I haven't either. I, I get them. But if you eat mushrooms and your face doesn't swell up like a balloon and you're not about choking and heading to the emergency room, then I'm not too worried about whatever food reaction you may have been getting on some test at some point. 
I don't even know if it was a good, accurate test. If you can eat mushrooms and you love them, then don't worry about these mushrooms. Really, just just try them. Okay. So, are you? Did you write this down, or did you record it so you can go back for the details? You have three op. We have three products we can get a lot of reishi into the diet with. The coffee itself. I will listen to it on replay. I will it. listen to it on replay and then write it down. Oh that yeah, way. you know what? I just I just thought about that. Nobody needs to hit record on a show anymore. They can just go back to the app. It's always there. Yeah. So right. go back, start two drinks a day. One in the morning, make sure we're adding some form of Rishi in the morning, and then do the chill cacao with the Rishi at night. And then if you really want to okay. make sure we're getting enough, then mix the elixir, the chill elixir, to either in the morning or in the evening, whichever one you like it better in. Now, I will say that the mushroom elixir is on the bitter side. So I usually put it in my evening drink because I add some honey to the evening drink, and that usually balances it out. Okay. All right. I will replay it later and write all this down because there ain't no way I'm going to remember that. No, you won't. And and get started on that. And then let <laughs> I, I something is going to change in the next two weeks. I promise you. All right, Kevin. I appreciate it. Have all right. Fun. We'll give it a shot. Let's go to Texas for the final call of the day. Fred, you get the last word today. That sounds good, Kevin. Well, I want to give some people advice, and that one gentleman out of California some advice um, on lanes and trying to figure this out. What I do when I look at a lane or a new lane, I like to be home on the weekend. So this is how I, I structured my work. I look for things coming back, coming back to my area I wanted to be at by the weekend. And then I found stuff going out, and that's how I started making relationships that's why I was so successful running from Texas up to Kansas and Nebraska and Iowa because I have brokers now that just call me and say, are you available? I, I have a load going to Nebraska. I have a load going. And that got me up to where my good freight was coming back. But That's my a good great freight strategy. I found in that, in, that, in that way, I looked at where I wanted to come back to towards the end of the week and and – got loads going towards that freight, wherever hey, that may be for whoever is out there. You know what this is a great example of? What's that? One of the seven habits. Begin with the end in mind. Yes. Isn't that exactly and, what you and, did? And it's exactly. Yes. Exactly what I did. Because I, I may, in my life, my weekends and with my wife who still likes me, um, that's what I. That's what I focus on: being home for the weekends. Not every weekend worked out, of course, because it's just trucking. It, it, and of course, business. right? But 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 by focusing that's, but that's on that, that's what I focused on. Yeah, you focused on the right. end. What is the end result I want from this process? I want to be home. That that's that is an absolute. Right. I want to be home on the weekends, and you worked backwards from there. Yep, and that's how I've always did my road work. Yeah, that's I've awesome. I always did my road work with with trying to get home and then working towards getting out. Yep. And if that meant 
talking to the guy who had the low coming back and trying to work him to get it a day later or a day ahead. Yeah. Sometimes people have flexibility. Absolutely. Right. So, and, and, and that's what happened. And then when I got, when I got a guy who had a decent low going up to Nebraska, Hey, how many times a month do you do this? I'm looking for one a week I'm right. looking for two a week. I'm looking for one a month. And that's how I developed those relationships. And I have people that just call me to chat now. It, brokers excellent. just call me to chat, see how everything's going. Yeah. You know, um, uh, another new development, uh, third day on the tank work. And I just got this particular small lane secured for first, the first quarter up until the end of March, six to eight loads a month. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I mean, Things are moving pretty good here. Um, yeah. And now they just emailed me a list of other other lanes that they may want me to look at. And they're going to get me some kind of ballpark of where they, where they want to be as far as rates go and see if that kind of works out also. That's excellent. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, but, you know, it, it's one of those say what you're going to do, do what you're going <laughs> to say, and – and, you know, I mean, they couldn't get people to show up here at 6 o'clock in the morning to load. I'm there at quarter to 6. Now, it's, it's it, a two-hour drive from my yard to the, to the terminal, but I'm there at quarter to 6. You know what we have now? Right now, we're in this cycle. We just came off of this decade of good times, like hardly a bad year. There really wasn't a bad year in there. There were a couple down years. But what we have now is we have a world full of entitled owner operators that think they can cherry pick loads and get four bucks a mile all day long. And they don't want to work. They don't want to sacrifice. They don't want they they just want things to stay the way they were where they could make money with half their brain tied behind their back. That's not the case anymore. It's 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 getting competitive again. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. What also happened here was that there was so much freight that shippers and receivers were willing to take the freight or get the freight picked up whenever you can get a truck there. Right. So everyone had flexibility. Oh, I can't, I can, I can't make, you know, if they ran late, they just said, oh, I'll be there tomorrow. And brokers were kind of at their mercy and shippers are at the mercy of the brokers. And, Correct. And that's just all it was. And now freight is scarce. And I see that. And that's why yeah, I've always did. I've always worked this way anyway, even when freight was crazy. Um, I always stuck to my appointment times, made sure I was there, make sure I was uh, always apt to see, like, like just now I got here. He said, you know, they loaded me late. I got here late. He says, listen, we're going to take you after lunch. I, he says, you want to pull on the side? I said, well, if you want, I can just back the trailer in and drop it. Like they want me to anyway, if you have room and then I could just sit out of the way. And then you, whenever you're finished, come get me. And things like that make people so relaxed. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Drop it. Thank <laughs> yep. you. You know what I mean? And you know, I mean, just, you know, being that accommodating person, and going that extra mile and suggesting things, even if they don't take your advice, you suggest things. Like now I'm talking to them about inbound freight. Maybe I can bring inbound freight up from Houston. There you go. And then unload and top load a product going out. Yeah. These are things that the traffic managers haven't thought of. And I'm just trying to use, utilize my time. I'm there one you guy. Go. Yep. I can only have, only, only could do so much in a day. Yeah. So, you know, um, the, and again, that's experience. Sometimes experience gives you those insights. But 
just being accommodative when you get to a place and if they say they can't take you an hour, say, no problem. What, where can I park out of the way? So you're accommodating to them. They're apt to look for you even earlier than the hour if they can. Yep. So these are the things that, that you, that us as, as service providers should be providing services. Correct. You know, we, we, somebody earlier in the show mentioned customer service and I was going to jump in and then we got sidetracked. The word customer is almost never used by owner operators. I mean, think about it. Think about the conversations you've had with owner operators over the years. How many times do they actually talk about customers? Almost never. Never. We act never. like we don't have right. customers. No, no. In fact, you, you know what the, the actually, now that I think about it, you know what the default mentality for most owner operators is? They're the customer and they're the bitching about getting poor customer service when they don't realize <laughs> they're the service provider. Exactly. Exactly. This is a service industry. Yes. This is what is known as a service industry. Like a fast food restaurant, they're a service industry. You know, cruise ships are a service yes. industry. Vegas so is freight. Is a service industry. Yeah. When you go to yeah, and so is freight. When you go to Vegas and you have a top notch experience, you're apt to go back. Uh, you know, and the same thing here. If you're giving them top-notch service, they're apt to look for you for the next load. Yes. I have guys that I did one load for, they call me six months later. Hey, remember you did me that load to Kansas? Well, I have another load going to going to, yeah. uh, to Arkansas. Can you help me? Yep. And then what I'll do is I'll say, you know what, let me see what the availability of freight is in that area, and I'll call you right back, and that's what I do. Yeah. Because if I can, serve, if I can help him get a load moved, and I can make money in that lane that week, I'll do it. Yep. And this is this is the, the relationships. And I, that was one load I pulled for a guy, I mean, six months prior, so and I never worked for him again. The, but every once in a while, he'll call me. The average owner-operator's concept of customer service or whatever is going on here is that the brokers are all scum and they're all ripping him off. I, I, that's about all we ever yes. get when it comes to brokers. And, and yet here, you know, the your mentality is... I am their service provider. If I can help them, if I can build one more relationship, that's one more tool in your toolbox, that changes everything. Yes, exactly. And that's, you know, I mean, I, I deliver, you have to deliver, you have to go, sometimes you got to go above and beyond. So the gentleman I'm working with on this account, it's a broker. Um, I don't know what he's making, but, you know, apparently the carrier that, that they're kind of replacing here came in and cut the rate. So he put us on a three-way and I said, listen, I with not going back and forth with this. I said to him first, I said, I'm not going back and forth. I'm not the cheapest guy in the room, but I am the best service in the room. There you or at go. Least I try to be. And, and, and he said, no, I agree with you. I said, this has to be good for, for all of us. And, in, involved here. I said, you want a truck that's going to be there and going to handle your product like it's their own. You have a guy here who has 35 years of experience that can, that can get that done. You know, here's I another. Said, now, what's it, you know, what's it going to make, what's it going to take for us to do this 
and not go back and forth. And they asked us to just to drop a little bit, shave a little bit off the edges. And him and I split the difference. And we were both happy with that. There you go. And here I am, it, six, six to eight loads a month. For that's the next awesome. Two and a half months. Here's something else we have to remember. Because, you know, one of the things we talk about in business, it's dynamic. It's changing all the time. You got to stay on top of it. You have to be aware of what's happening. Here's what's happening right now that most people don't understand and won't be aware of. All the shippers around the country right now, what are they used to right now? They're used to paying the highest rates they've ever paid in history. We know that because we've been getting those rates. We record setting rates. That's what they are conditioned to right now. Rates are coming down rapidly for them. Rate isn't even important right now. What they want is service. They're happy. Rates are going down. You don't have to do anything. The market is going down. That's in the shipper's advantage. All of a sudden they've been paying all this money to ship their freight for the last several years. And it just got cheaper. You don't have to really negotiate much on rate today. Focus on service. That's what they're looking for. They they don't mind that the was rate. The point of, that was the point of that 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 conference call. Yeah. Was, I am the guy that you can go to. If you, yeah, and we were talking to them about between five and eight loads a week, trying to get that to that level. And yeah. I said, you know, I have I, I can buy I can buy another trailer. And spot it at your facilities where you can preload it, so that'll save right. everyone time. I can. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work around the that's, limited time we have in this industry. That's what they want right now. Shippers want service. They're happy with the rates. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So and 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 good shippers, if you show them that you're able to do it, they'll pay you a little bit extra on a premium knowing that their Correct. freight is going to be handled correctly. Yep. And this is all this is all takes time to build that trust and that relationship like you always talk about. You know, this doesn't happen overnight, you know. I I mean when I got here to the delivery and I'm only doing the, this this trip is only 122 miles one way. And I mean, it's, wow. it's, a, it's about a 380 mile, it's only about, it's a 380 mile round trip because of where I'm starting and where I'm finishing in my yard. That has nothing to do with the actual trip. Right. This trip is only a 120 mile trip and it's paying me obscene amount of money, um, <laughs> obscene amount of money for, for the, for the work I'm doing. Right. Um, it's, it's paying me over $2,000 a load. That's incredible. Holy cow. Yeah. 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 I mean, now I'm doing now it, yeah, when you break it down to all my miles run, but it's all empty miles. It, right. It's hazardous. Those are profitable. Don't get me wrong. It's hazardous. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> hazardous. It's, it's, you know, it, there's a lot involved here, but I mean, and this is, this might be a shipper that I might be able to build something pretty substantial with. Sounds like it. So I yeah. mean, it's, it's, you know, yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, that's why I'm I'm, I'm okay shaving around the edges, Kevin. Of you course. Know, when you're getting rates like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when you make it sound like you know, hey, I'll I'll help you if you're helping me, and all of a sudden, you're you're my guy. They after we hung up, they emailed the broker and said, you're you're my guy for the next for the first quarter, and we're gonna we're gonna look to help to get more out of 
out of you. Fantastic. So it was a pro- it was a very very excellent call, and I don't know where this leads. It may lead just to this first quarter, and who knows what happens. And that's okay. Uh, it is what it is in business, you know. But yeah. As long as I give them the service that that I'm trying to give them and they appreciate that service and see what we're doing, you know, who knows where this can go. So good stuff. Um, it's it's yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you, oh, and the Rishi coffee. Yeah. For those who I, I was struggling with stress trying to get this off the ground and I started using the Rishi coffee because I was home a lot and I it, it got me back in shape and then I shut it down last week because I just forgot, you yeah. know, night and I was doing the, the chill, mostly the chill and some, uh, with the coffee and sometimes the cacao. I have both of those at home okay. and I have some of the other ones at home. I just haven't used, but I'll tell you, I got my body battery back and it was holding steady. Like the gentleman said, I call a little bit of that call and it does work people as long as like the man said, eating well, you're eating good. It, it, I can feel it, you know. And I started using that the sauna space over the weekend. A couple uh, while I was laying down watching TV, I had it on my, you know, kind of aimed towards my side. Yeah, uh, I should still be getting benefits, right? With that. Oh yeah, you know, I I really like to keep the um, that single bulb sauna space set up. I'd like to keep it kind of directed at my head. Okay. Well, it, that's it, what I had it. I had it on yeah. the nightstand. Yeah. No, I, I, I kind of keep it. I had my it, shirt off just laying in bed watching yep. some TV. Perfect. You know, if, if when I wake up okay. in the morning and I sit down to do my research, I turn it on and I just have it kind of three feet away maybe, um, shining kind of from the side at my face, the way my, my eyes are getting it, so it kind of stimulates um, the, the sun rising in the morning. I You know, I... I started referring to that thing as my happy light. And I do know that this is a factor for me. I love the sunshine. I think most of us do as human beings. And I live in a place where we don't get much sunshine in the wintertime at all. It's pretty gray and gloomy. And it affects my mood. I know it does. Um, This light really helps for that. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I've used it I've used it in the afternoons. Um, I haven't used it early in the morning yet, but I am off tomorrow. So I may just set it up to where when I get up in the morning, yeah. I have it on me for the couple hours in the morning before yeah. um, all, all the fun but, um, stuff starts. Uh, um, so far, almost every, well, I think everybody, I haven't heard from anybody that it isn't working. I am pretty blown away by the results we're getting with the Rishi and stress. It's pretty incredible some of the results we're seeing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I, I stopped posting for a while because it, it wasn't worth posting. It was just, it was so low for a yeah, while. Right. I just couldn't figure out how to get out of that funk. And I knew it was kind of my, my mind overworking because, you know, when you're not working and you let all this money, it just kind of, it overwhelmed me for a while and I had to kind of make peace with that and just start thinking more positive and more grateful and more like, you know, that there is a, there is a power to that being grateful for what you have as far as health and family and people in your life, not things, 
you know, things come and go. And, you know, when I was a young man, it was about driving the BMWs and driving the Mercedes Benzes and having the jewelry and yeah. showing off. But as I got older, as I got older, I, I, I drive a 20 year old Ford pickup with 200,000 miles. on. <laughs> I care about nothing about that. That's right. I mean, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not even about the money you make. It's about, about your, the quality of time you spent. Uh, I'll tell you, I have something else. If you have a few minutes. Sure. That's pretty, pretty wild. And, and so my daughter, um, up in New York is my middle daughter. She's my daughter for my first marriage. She got an ancestry, um, dot com DNA test. Her stepsister got her. And she's 31, and she decided to do it, and she didn't think nothing of it. Well, some guy messaged her Friday afternoon and said, I think we might be cousins. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he says, well, you're from New York? And she says, yes. He says, well, I'm originally from New York, and you, I got a hit that you, your DNA matches my DNA, and I think we're cousins. And he says, you know, how old are you? And he, she says, you know, I'm, I'm 30, 31. And he says, oh... Um, and she said, you know, my father was adopted, which I am. And he says, well, I think I might be his half brother. Really? Yeah. So, um, apparently his father was married and no one knew about it until he passed away. They found these documents that he was married. And he said, he said to my daughter through text, he says, is your dad between 53 and 55? That would probably be the age. Uh oh, Fred. Fred, still see the line there. I'm not hearing anything. Uh oh, hold on. Now I see what happened. Hold on one second. Try again. Hello. Oh, there we go. Okay, it was on my end. Yeah. Okay. It was on my yeah. end. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so he. Uh, I gave him my phone number. I gave him, she sent him a picture. He says he looks a lot like my dad. And so I talked to this guy yesterday and this, this, the certain things, remember, you know how I talk about strength and hand strength and all this oh, other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, this guy, this guy is, is what they, he, he's into this, um, arm lifting where you grab a handle and it's, it's on a, like on a post with all kinds of weights and you lift it straight off the ground with one hand. He's into all this gripping and really? powerlifting and everything else. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Had a great, you know, just, yeah. I mean, things like that. Um, uh, it, it was, it, it just some, some of the things that he was telling me, which he shouldn't have known because, you know, and just the, the he has a similar similarity to me, not really look like me. My wife doesn't really see right. much of a resemblance, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I never really had a desire to find this stuff out like some people do. I never felt um, the need for any other fulfillment in my life. My right. parents were awesome. Um, so I never really had any lack of love or, yeah. or anything in my life. So, I, But now that this has happened, I, I'm kind of – I said I'm going to – so it, basically I, they have some kind of a scale. I don't know how it goes. He was explaining this to me. And his daughter did it also with him. And they match like 3,500 points. They're matching DNA. And he had a cousin in New York that did it. He lives in California now, in Santa Maria. 
Um, and, and he had a cousin that did it, matched him 950 points, first cousin. Okay. And the third person on his list that matched him was my daughter with 870 points. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And then he has it, another cousin that matched him with like 600 points. So he's like, this DNA stuff is pretty foolproof nowadays. It, so uh, I said to him, I says, I says, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so I said to him, I says, well, how do we figure this out if this is real or not? You know, and he said, you know, it's a hundred dollars. Ancestry does a DNA test and they'll, they'll score you and, and find you potential matches. He said, if, if I'm right, my daughter's 3,500, my other cousin's 900. He said, you should be in the 2000s to 3000s because we, we should be that close in DNA right. being that we have the same father. Right. So I'm like, you know what? For a hundred bucks, I'm going to do this and see how it goes, you know? Yeah, you know, so, this is, I, I did pretty, the DNA thing early on because I, I'm just a data freak. And, you know, now there's all this concern about, well, now they have your genetics. And um, it, there is another side to it that uh, they're, they're going to get your damn genetics anyway. They know everything they need to know about us. Um, but there's some really cool stuff going on with DNA. You know, did you follow the... Um, Oh, shoot. What was the there was a, a killer in Florida or California ser serial killer. Which one was it? They always name them out there. Um, well, I just found that kid who killed the four people in Idaho. Yeah, that was one DNA. similar. Right. The the big one that really broke this was that there was a one of the California serial killers. Um, they hadn't caught him in like 30 years. The story's so old. And then somebody finally caught him. They, they just caught him recently, a couple of years ago, and they did it through familial DNA. They didn't have his DNA, but they had enough DNA matches. So there are, this is becoming a, a science and an art now. There are people that specialize in this. They're really good at all this DNA matching technology, and they are using DNA through these services, like the people that are really good can go in with a profile and start looking for those second cousins and then narrow it down to a first cousin and then narrow it down further to a half brother or and then pretty soon they got the killer that way. That that's becoming a really big that's thing. Amazing. now. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, you know, so now I'm thinking, you know, uh, 1968 is when I was born. Abortion was legalized in New York State. Um, I am great. I was always grateful that my biological mother didn't take that route and put me up for adoption. Yeah. And now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking more along the lines, maybe to look her up, just to give her some sort of closure that her decision wasn't a bad decision. That I did have a good life growing up, and yeah. maybe. You know, yeah. maybe give her, you know, maybe give her some closure in that way. Not that I want anything. And, if, you know, she wants right. to know about right. me. I'll, of course, I would tell her. But, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think about it now because of my kids, you know, yeah. I, you know, uh, yeah, I think she, you know, she may want that kind of closure because who knows what their situation was back then and exactly. why this happened. And, right. You know, um, you know, no, I, I don't would. fault anyone. That's not my, that's, you know, so, um, 
I'm, yeah, I'm thinking now I'm thinking along those lines and this would be pretty cool to have, uh, I, I guess I'm going to have two younger brothers at this time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right yeah. <way>. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I'll keep you posted. It's just yeah. something interesting that just kind of happened in kind of crazy, you know, little things. Um, for but, sure. You know, this guy was telling me about my, my history here a little bit, if this is, comes out to be true. Um, <laughs> You want to hear something? Another crazy thing. Apparently, my—if this is right—my um, biological grandfather was a general in Mussolini's army and wiped out indigenous tribes in northern Africa in a campaign. Wow! And he was wanted for war crimes, and le- uh, got smuggled out of Europe and came to America under an assumed name and lived his life under an assumed name here in New York somewhere. Wow. How's that? For Crazy people? stories. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I know. I don't know. Again, I mean, it would be, we, him and I chatted for about an hour, I guess. About yeah. Things, you know, and, um, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Know, Crazy. Yeah. All right. So anyway, you have a great day. Everyone be safe out there. Sounds good. We're going to wrap this up, man. That was a long show today. Great calls. Uh, We will see you back here tomorrow for the Power Hour. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.